how do you price an ad on your channel? That's probably the most common question we get from other creators. And it was the biggest question we had when we first started on YouTube. So we're hosting a live workshop on how to price yourself. This is everything that we've learned in the past 13 years of being on YouTube and our simple three-step process that'll help you develop concrete pricing. So if you wanna join us for this live session, just go to colinandsamir.com slash live. Enter your email and you'll get all the information about our live event on May 9th. All right, hope you enjoy this episode of The Colin and Samir Show. I was a terrible kid. It was the end of the world. This was my life. That's so dangerous. I was so addicted. Explain dream to me. He's a gamer who's hit his face. There must be a reason. Is there a moment when lots of money starts coming in? Yes. Holy sh**. In one month? Oh my God, dude. And then I edit it in a way where I cut things in almost like a misleading way. How strategic of a marketer are you? Do you regret the face reveal? It's hard to spend time on YouTube and not hear Dream's name or see his iconic smiley face. He has over 30 million subscribers and some of his videos have upwards of 100 million views. Now he grew through telling stories on Minecraft, playing the game live and then editing those videos into cinematic stories. While he was getting incredibly famous, he also remained incredibly mysterious. He never showed his face until 2022, when he decided to do a face reveal. Now, this was a moment that took over the internet. Over 40 million people watched as he revealed his face for the first time. Six months into 2023, Dream announced that he's putting the mask back on, which obviously made Colin and I incredibly curious. He's also embarking into a career in music and has recently signed to Republic Records, which is a record label that also represents the Jonas Brothers, Ariana Grande, and Bo Burnham. We talked to him about his origin story and dive deep into his childhood to get an understanding of how he became one of the biggest creators of our generation. And as you'll see in the interview, one of the best marketing minds on the internet. This is going to be interesting for us because this is the first time that we've interviewed someone where we can't see their facial expressions. There you go. Well, my, my eyes are here. Okay. okay. Good to know. <laughs> right, right, right in the right middle in the of the middle. eyes, that's right. where I am. <laughs> so, you know, we saw you at VidCon. I don't know if you clocked this experience at all. We were in the elevator with you. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just the three of us in the elevator. Me, wait. Yeah. Wait, really? <laughs> wait, the way, you no, were, I was, oh, no, I he was, was with security. He, oh, yeah. Uh, see, yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. never alone. No, no, but you were with security. Okay. And you walk out and Colin looks at me and I look at Colin. And we were like, that wasn't dream. Like, there's no way that was dream. And then Colin goes, yeah, someone's making a video. Like I snuck into VidCon as dream, real cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then, also, like, I've just, I've never seen you in person. Yeah. And you walked out and like, your, your back was big. Yeah, you're you're like, like a big dude. <laughs> you know, a little more muscular. And I was just like, damn, like if that is dream, He's kind of like jacked. <laughs> like, I need a little, little, little bit of the padding. I, know or I guess just bigger than us. Yeah. 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 Taller and bigger than us. Yeah. But what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's actually funny. So you guys, uh, you guys probably don't know this and he probably didn't reveal it because he wouldn't, but you actually met my brother. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. And no one, you can't, you can't tell anybody who it is. Okay. Okay. But yeah. He was, he, he, he's the, he's the one who set this up. Yeah. He, yeah. he texted me and he was like, I just met Colin and Samir. And yeah. I told them I knew you and could set up an interview. I was like, let's do it. That's oh, sweet. Sick. Oh, awesome. So yeah, this kind of came together really board. quickly. Um, but I'm really excited that it came together. Like yeah. super interested in just everything that's going on with you. Obviously, like the place to start is the fact that you're wearing a mask right now. Yeah, I you think know? That's, that's a good place. <laughs> you're sitting in front of us wearing the mask. You've decided to put the mask back on. You released a video called Buy From Dream 
which shows that you're putting the mask back on, comes with you releasing new music. Like what's what's going on in the world of Dream right now? Yeah, so I mean, obviously I did my face reveal. I mean, I guess you can't tell now, but I did yeah. my face reveal uh, in October of last year. Um, and uh, and uh, the, the whole time, obviously, the, the mask has been a massive part of like everything I've done. And I never actually planned to not show my face. Like I just started as a faceless creator because of the fact that I never really showed my face online. Uh, I don't know, you know, there's probably a ton of reasons for that, but I just never really had. And I didn't have social media, actually. I didn't, I didn't have a Twitter. I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have Instagram. I had like nothing before I, I started YouTube. And so I, I just happened to not really have many pictures of me on any of my, or no pictures of me on any of my stuff. Mm. And then fans took that and were like, oh my God, he's like faceless. And they started drawing fan art of me in a mask. And then I got sent a mask to my PO box. And I was like, that's so sick. So it really was like made by the fans, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I never wanted to lose that because that, that be, to me, the mask became the meaning behind like anyone can be dream. Like any, you, anyone mm. can succeed and can do anything they want. Um, and because of the fact that no one knew what I looked like or kind of like who I was. And, and that was something that I was like, you could look up to that kind of like, I, I saw a quote from uh, Stan Lee about Spider-Man um, a long time ago. That was very similar. I don't want to compare myself to a superhero. Oh, I'm super, superhero yeah, dream. Yeah. But like it was, it was inspiring in that he said like he wanted Spider-Man covered from head to toe. Um, because he wanted anyone, you know, no matter their race or, or religion or wherever they're from to be able to be like, I could be Spider-Man. And so I kind of related to that and that I, I, I always wear, I always wore gloves in all my photos and I always did everything like as it became more of a part of kind of my image as, as dream, um, to kind of have that of like, you can be dream and any, anyone can be dream and, and do what they want. And then I did the face reveal and, um, uh, this specialty mask that was made by an awesome company that did like a lot of the superhero masks. Yeah. Um, and was Daft being Punk too, right? Yeah, Daft, Daft Punk, Punk and like mm -hmm. they, they, yeah. done, they did Marshmallow. They yeah. had a bunch of outside of superheroes as well. Yeah, basically they do like all the all the the awesome mm -hmm. masks. Um, they were working on it, and we were we were going, kind of going back and forth for a really long time. And I, I always planned on uh, you know keeping the mask and, and wearing it, not not wearing it all the time, you know, but wearing it and making sure that it, when I was dream, you know, I, I really envisioned that I, I really kept that that image and that meaning behind it because I feel like that's such an inspiring message to to kids and to any everyone that watches dream and kind of knows who I am and inspires you to always smile and kind of all, yeah. all those things behind it. And then it took a lot longer to kind of have it made. And so after a long period of time, I was like, oh God, now it's weird if I just start wearing it randomly, like to certain events and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, how can I, how can I actually give a reason, you know, within like the dream lore and the, and the reason behind everything as to, you know, actually make it make sense why I'm introducing it again and why it's why, no, it is a part of who I am and this is why it is. And so I thought, What's kind of a bigger news than deleting the face reveal and being like, hey, I'm putting I'm putting yeah. the mask back on to solidify that. So is it more about the brand of dream than it is about what it was like personally not having the mask dealing with fame? Oh, I mean, it's it's much more about the meaning behind the mask. I mean, yeah, it, yeah obviously that goes into the branding and stuff, but it, it's it's so much more about what the mask means to me and how, how it felt when I was wearing it before and how, what I thought uh, in terms of the inspiration for other people. Um, and obviously I, I saw a lot of people, you know, obviously there was a lot of stuff whenever I did the face reveal with like dream was ugly, was trending and other yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I did, I've talked about that and stuff before and been like, yeah, but okay. It had 6,000 tweets or whatever. And the video had 50 million views and it had, uh, there was a lot of, there's so many positive comments and I, I've never gotten more support whenever that happened as well. And so I think that I'm, I have a very like healthy relationship with what I look like and, and being like, Hey, I'm happy with how I look. And I don't, you know, I, I, I kind of the image I've always wanted to spread is like, that you should just be yourself and not care. And so that I think it goes a little bit against that to be like, no guys, I'm ugly. So I'm hiding my face. Like <laughs> yeah. um, that was obviously if you, if you watch my video I did on it, the buy from dream video, mm -hmm. 
it's satire. I mean, you can you can tell if you're watching. It's my sure. friend, my roommate's bursting and going, "You're ugly. Put the mask back on. Like you need to yeah, you yeah. need to cover that face. You know, whatever." Yeah. Um, but surprisingly, that video spread like wildfire. But not the actual video itself. But like the headline, because the headline is so catchy of like, yeah. "Dream gets hate and deletes face reveal." Sometimes it just works out where you have something like that that mm. pops up, and you're like, so "Perfect." That's something that I, I've been curious about you for a while of like. Is it just that things kind of fall into place or how strategic of like a marketer are you? You know, cause like your face reveal was one of the best internet campaigns I've ever seen. Like people reacting to your face prior to it. Yeah. And you know, there was part of me that was trying to understand like, is this, is, is the face reveal specifically, is this a guy who really just wants to live life and, you know, be unrestricted by this concept of, of wearing a mask, be able to hang out with his friends, go out in public, uh, make IRL content, or is this really one of the sharpest marketing campaigns I've ever seen? And, and, or is it a mix? Yeah. So I, I think, I think the completely like honest answer is that it's almost always a mix. Like I, I yeah. feel like, um, I, I've always, I've always really lived by the quote that the best type of marketing is marketing that doesn't feel like marketing. Yeah. And so because I've always like lived by that and been like, that is, that is my thing. If there's ever an opportunity where I go, I, I see something, even if it's like a last minute thing that wasn't a part of the plan, but I can make it seem like mm. it's somehow connected or whatever, then I'll always jump to that. Cause I go that it feels the most natural because it, it is the most natural. Cause it is something I yeah. didn't plan or it is something I didn't, whatever. It's like, I didn't for the long, I, I wasn't going, Oh, I'm going, you know, I'm when I face reveal, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have these reaction videos. Um, but what happened was I, I, I did a, I did the, I did the first one with George. Cause I, I always promised him, Hey, I'll show you my face as soon as your visa is approved. And so he texted me, he said, my visa is approved. I'm able to come. Cause he was going to move to America uh, with, with me. So I was mm -hmm. like, oh, awesome. I'll show you my face as soon as I'm, he was my, he hasn't seen my face. He was one of my best friends for like 10 years. He had that's never crazy. seen yeah. my face. That, that's a wild thing. He was always yeah. asking for like the first like five years. And then the next like five years, he was saying, like, I, I was saying like, I was like, uh, do you want to see? And I, I was willing to show him because some of my other friends had seen. And he was like, no, at this point, I don't want to be spoiled. Like I'd rather just wait until the, the big moment and see it myself. And so he got his visa approved. He texted me. I FaceTimed him and seeing his reaction and like how, and you know, how he reacted and everything um, really made me realize like, wow, to, even to me, who knows what I look like, it was just kind of so intriguing to, I didn't know how he was going to react. I was like, it's, you're just seeing your friend. Like, how do you react? It's just a guy that you've known for 10 years. You've never seen. Yeah. And to me, it, it, seeing his, seeing his face, seeing what he said, seeing the way he described me, seeing that really made it interesting to me. And I was like, wow, I feel like that probably is just as interesting to everyone else. And so I was like, I want to do that for everyone. And so I started reaching out to my friends. And then as soon as I did that, I was like, why just my friends? I'm not, I, I'm, I trust Mark Rober to not, he's yeah, not going to yeah, tweet yeah. out my face or something. Yeah. There were certain creators that reached out that I was like, eh, I could see them maybe being yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. got dream and doing like a prank or something. So I was yeah. like, eh, I'll, I'll wait. Yeah. But I also FaceTime uh, just out of interest, like people off camera, like Mr. Beast. Uh, I FaceTimed yeah. him before I did the face reveal completely off camera and, and a couple of more of my friends that never even posted it or anything. Yeah. And um, it really, it really was but that like- that took over. And, and it yeah. was also for creators like us, there was a, an element of FOMO for yeah. us to be yeah. like, damn, we didn't get the dream call. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. like, that's the thing where people also, there's a couple of creators that like, I didn't really have anything to do with that took risks. that just tweeted yeah. like, yo dream. And yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. sure. You know mm. what? Fine. Marquez Brownlee was the one for me where I was like, oh wow. He's really like spanning beyond kind of his niche and going into like big creators. Like I actually, I, I don't remember how that happened. I yeah. think I was, I think I was just scrolling through my following and I saw him and I was like, that's sick. I love Mark. Yeah. He seems like a good like stand-up guy. Yeah. I'll show him yeah. my face. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. 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 And then that, that was fun. And his, yeah. his reaction was so funny because like he didn't have any expectations. I'm yeah. sure he was yeah. just like, was sure, just I'll like, see it. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Cool.
But the pushback a little bit for me reminded me as a creator, the first time you have a video that goes viral and goes outside of your own audience and you start checking the comments and they start getting a little bit negative and you're like, wait a minute, this is not my actual audience. <laughs> you know, like if you do a face reveal to just the core audience, it's probably majority positive. You turned it into such a cultural moment that it yeah. like trended on Twitter and everyone got to weigh in, even if it was the first time that they've heard about you. Take, yeah. us, take us into that moment of like the actual face reveal video because I'm in the world, but I was getting texts from people, you know, my sister-in-law who's not in this world at all was like, explain dream to me that, yeah. that night. I mean, I had like a million people were waiting for the that premiere. Was crazy. It was like 10 yeah. minutes before the premiere. There was a million people waiting. I was like, oh my God, like I've, I've done like massive streams that had yeah. massive viewership that were not even close to that. And they're waiting. They're not even like, it, the video's not even playing. They're just yeah. like, oh, it's about to happen. Um, and I think that, yeah, I mean, it really, it really did like that was, that was the biggest reason I saw, I see criticism all the time for people being like, well, yeah, obviously people are going to say he was ugly or whatever he, or, or, or one way or the other, because he hyped it up so much and he's just a normal looking guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I wasn't trying to hype it up. I was trying, I mean, I was trying to hype up the, the moment. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah, trying yeah. to hype me up and be like, guys, <laughs> right, yeah. look, I'm so like, get ready for I'm, this face. Get yeah. ready for, get ready, get yeah. ready for me, man. Yeah. I've been, I've been yeah. putting in these gains behind this mask for so long. Like, my, I actually thought you were, I'm. This is, I don't know what this says about me or society, but I, I thought you were better looking than I anticipated when wow. you face her. I mean, I, yeah, I, th I think that, you know? um, I'm sure there's a lot of people on both on ends both of the side. spectrum. Yeah, like yeah, there was a lot yeah. of fans of mine. I'm sure that thought I was more attractive than I yeah, was. There's a yeah. lot of fans of mine that probably thought, oh man, he's a gamer who's hit his face. There must be a reason. Yeah. Like I had, I had people like actual close friends of mine that said something along those lines to me afterwards. They're like, man, like. I, I mean, I, I don't want to say I thought you were ugly, but like, I always assumed that, hey, you pro there's probably a, re you're probably uncomfortable with how you look. You're right. going to be awkward or you're going to be, you know, whatever because of that. Um, and so, and they were even, some of my close friends were surprised being like, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're just a normal guy. Yeah. And I think that, 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 that did, the fact that it was hyped up so much yeah. did really mm -hmm. create that hatred, I guess. And that like, sure. what the hell? Yeah, why is he yeah. getting why, attention? Why'd you hype yeah. this so Why is his yeah. face so popular? He's, mm -hmm. you know, he's just a normal guy. But what does it feel like to like the day after I think it had 40 million views, right? I have, honestly, I don't remember. I know it had, it was like 25 million views, I think in 24 hours or something. So, so by the end of the week, it had over 40 million views, yeah. right? I remember looking at that and thinking like, what does that feel like? That 40 million people were interested in that. It felt to me, it really felt like, uh, it, it was this, I, like I cried tears of joy af afterwards for sure. And it was really because like, I, I put so much effort into not making sure I had that moment. And the fact that, yeah, you, you said the whole thing about, you know, marketing. Yeah. It, not even necessarily marketing, but just the fact that I had this plan of, hey, I want to reveal my face on my own time. I want to have this big, I want this to be a big moment because I, I hid, I, I like put stuff up in my windows. I went out in the back of a car whenever I left my house. I went to the dentist in another state because people knew I lived <laughs> in the Orlando area. So like, I was like, I am not having this moment taken from me. And so the fact that it was, it ended up being as big of a moment as it was, really actually, if it had, let's say I got a million views, I, I would have been just as happy, like, oh, I get to go see my friends. But I would have been like, damn, did I really just spend a year and a half like you know, hiding like I'm some like <laughs> fugitive or something yeah. to, just for you know, that? So yeah. like, I think that uh, if you believe in something and you, you want to do it, you know, do it your own way and don't let anyone tell you how to do it. So for someone who maybe is not familiar with your work or why 40 million people the day after would be interested in what your face looks like, how do you explain what the core essence is of your work? Like what makes your videos, your art impactful? Yeah. I mean, I think that I do so much different stuff, but I guess in my mind it all, it's kind of under the, 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 it all kind of has one central theme and that I, I, I love to entertain people. 
Um, obviously, my, my biggest thing uh, was through storytelling. I love storytelling. I, I grew up wanting to be an author. I wrote you know two seventy five thousand book word novels when I was like sixteen, and I, that was my dream job. I was like, I'm gonna be an author. Obviously, there was a long period of my life as well, even throughout that time, where I was like, I'm gonna be a YouTuber. I, I posted tons of YouTube videos, but everyone wanted to be a YouTuber. Not necessarily everyone wanted to be an author. Mm. And so I, I like to say that, that was kind of what my, were those books about? They were a young adult like dystopian books. So it was very much like I read a lot of like young adult dystopian. So like Hunger Games and okay. stuff like mm. you know, Divergent and um, Percy Jackson and the Olympians and um, you know Alex Ryder, Max. There, there, there's so many that I read when I was a kid. I, I used to read 100 books a year from when I was like 14 to 18. And there was a couple of years there where I read almost a book every other day. Damn. Um, and that was that was like my passion. I like I, I, I was tanking in my school because I would just be in math class reading or writing in my journals or whatever. Um, but so I guess the best way to describe what I do in terms of like, if I'm trying to be accurate and not just talk about necessarily the meaning behind it is, is just, I, I try and entertain people, make people, make people happy. And I do that, you know, through many different ways. One of them is obviously, you know, Minecraft videos. Um, I've played Minecraft since I was a kid and it makes me happy. So I try and share those moments. People that are in my videos on YouTube, I've known since I was 10 and 11 and mm. 12. And uh, we were friends long before we did YouTube and just decided to do YouTube together. Um, we all had no subscribers when we started together and now we all have you know, a lot. So we really did just, you know, capture those moments and put them out there while also applying, you know, strategy and, and marketing and these things to make sure that most people can see it. And, and in my mind, I've always had that vision of like, I want to have the biggest impact I can on the world, like while I'm here. Um, and so I think that, you know, marketing and, and a strategy and all those things are just the, the vessel to, to do yeah. that with my content. And so it's not forming the content around the marketing, it's forming the marketing around the content that I want to put out. And so I think that that includes sometimes writing with with writing music, with writing like shows and stuff, because I've done uh, stuff for like the Dream SMP on Twitch. I'm, yep. I'm going to get we'll lost get, a little we'll bit. We'll get into that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll take you through SMP, some of that. that yeah, that's also too. very yeah. much storytelling. And then uh, and then obviously my videos, I start my one of my first videos was like a storytelling story about like PewDiePie's Minecraft world and his seed. And I did like unsolved mysteries in Minecraft. And and then that kind of shifted into Manhunt, my biggest series, yep. um, which at, at the end of the day, uh, when you break it down is, is a story. I mean, you you can watch it like an anime, which is why it has so many views and yeah. so people that are into it. Cause mm. you can watch it and go, that's a tree. That's a Minecraft character. And you're just, you're, you're following who people are and what they're saying and yeah. what they're doing. And it, it's less about the game and more about the so story and the you, emotion. You took one of the like most popular canvases, Minecraft, and you applied your deep knowledge of storytelling from reading and understanding story to that. At least that's my vantage point on it. It's yeah. like, I can see that you did something different. You were like, hey, this is a canvas that like hundreds of millions of people understand. I'm going to apply storytelling to it. Yeah. And I, I genuinely like, I genuinely love Minecraft and I'll always speak the praise of Minecraft as a game itself. It, it's just a sandbox and they have done such a good job of just being like, hey, do what you want with it. You know, mod it, do whatever, make money off of it. Like my first job was Minecraft. Like I was making money from, you know, coding Minecraft stuff and um, and that's, that's one of the, and I met most of my friends on Minecraft servers that were just run by independent businesses. And, and I think that Minecraft and Mojang have done like such an amazing job of making the game, not only like fun to play, cause it's a, it's a good game, but really just like a game where they were like, Hey, this is a community game. We're going to do what you guys want. We're going to make it so you can do whatever you want. And I think that's why I've been able to play it for so long without being like, Hey, I'm bored of this game now. Cause it's been, you know, a year or whatever, like I've done yeah. with a lot of games I've played. I'm curious though, like thinking about reading a hundred books a year, like, makes me think about who were you as a kid? Like, who were you in high school? You know, cause like that, that's a very specific thing to do. Uh, read like a book every other day. 
Yeah, I was. I feel like um, I, I was a book nerd for sure. I, okay. I was not. A, I, I hated school. I, okay. I despised school. I was like, what's the point of school? I don't even want to yeah. do any of the stuff I'm learning. You're teaching me all this stuff about stuff that I, I you know, I don't I don't care about. I want to I want to do my own thing. And so um, uh, in, in high school, I mean, I, I was only in physical high school for less than a year. Um, and then I, I actually was in this big battle with my parents over like, I want to go into online school. These electives that they have at this school, I don't I want to go into technology and, I, and they have no like tech electives. And and so I went in this big battle tour eventually. I don't recommend it. And I, I look back and go, man, I did some stupid stuff when I was a kid. But I was like, all right, you guys aren't putting me online school. I'm not going to school then. And I just stopped going to school. I actually got arrested <laughs> for a truancy for not going to school. What is true? Um, yeah, truancy is truancy is you don't go to school for an extended period of time. And and then uh, it's illegal because you, you if you're a kid, you're under 16. No way. You, you get arrested you have to go for to school. not going to school. You can. Whoa. Um, Whoa. And then I got charged with resisting arrest because I was not. The cop came to the back door and was like, you need to go to school. And I was like, ha, ah, the door's locked. You're not coming in. Like, not that, but like, yeah, essentially, yeah, wow. like, I'm not opening the door. So did, did the school call the cops or did your parents call my, the My parents did. Parents called wow. the cops. My parents did. And they, interesting. they've talked so many times since then. It's, it's so, I've actually, I've never told this story, which is so interesting, but yeah. they've said so many times since then, like, we regret calling the cops, not because it was not the right thing to do, because the cops, like, you're charging a 16 year or 15, I was 15, a 15 year old kid with like resisting arrest for not opening a door to you. Like that could have, obviously because of the fact that I was so young and because I was able to just be like, you know, get, take guidance from my parents and stuff. I was able, it was expunged and nothing ever yeah. came of it. But like that could have ruined my life. I could, that could have affected totally. me not getting jobs and yeah. all this stuff. And yeah, I, I, you know, maybe I would have deserved it a little bit, but I was just an idiot kid doing idiot yeah. kid stuff. But yeah, I feel like some of my, I, I, I've said this, I think some of my creativity actually probably unfortunately spawns from the fact that there was this like ongoing battle between me and my parents for so long where it was like, they would not give in and I would not give in to like what I wanted to do. Mm. And so it was like, they would take away the computer, but then how do I, how do I get on the computer? How do I get on the internet? How do I, mm. how do I do these things without them knowing? Mm. And it became this battle where like, there was one point where like I had like a, a, a this is makes me like, so I was a terrible kid. I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah. my parents, I was the worst kid ever okay. to other people. I was very nice. I was yeah, respectful, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. But like I had a, a wire from my, my neighbor's plug run to my window down under and like around uh, in my closet. So that my parents like wouldn't see it to be able to charge my laptop that I, I slept under my pillow. That way they could not take it away from me. Hmm. Um, if that helps him tell you what type of kid I was, I was like a kind of like a, a little devious, like mm. kid who was, I was so strong on like and confident in what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. And I, I would never take, you know, I would never take like, yeah. no, you can't do and what you want. you got want. creative to yeah. make that stuff happen. Were you yeah. the younger sibling or? I have three siblings. I have an older sister, okay. um, a younger brother and a younger sister. Okay. And so I'm a middle, middle child. You're right in the middle. Okay. I'm curious where friends come into the picture here. Cause when I think about reading a hundred books a year, or fighting for access to the internet like that yeah. to be on it. All of those to me seem like solitary pursuits. I didn't have many friends. I didn't yeah. have many friends. And I think that's one of the reasons as well. I was able to keep my face reveal um, like private for so long is because I had like, I had two really close friends when I was growing up. Uh, they were my two next door neighbors. And then we moved and I hardly saw them ever again, even though I, mm. you know, I, 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 I'm still friends with them to this day. But I, I yeah, I had like those two guys. And then I had, when, I, when we moved, we moved to another neighborhood. I had one guy there that he ended up moving away at some point. Um, but almost all my friends that I've had that I have now in my life are online friends and people that I met that mm -hmm. I met online. Um, but in terms of real life, yeah, I had, I had my next door neighbors, uh, when I was like in middle school and then in high school, I, I really isolated myself. I, I went through like a massive depression when I was mm -hmm. like 15 and it was very much self-caused by me isolating myself and, and not, you know, feeling like I, I just felt like I couldn't, I, I really wanted to be an author. I really wanted to go into tech and I felt like neither of those were going to happen. And so it made me really, really mm, upset. Sad. Yeah. And so I, I was in this battle where I was like, 
suicidal. And I, I was like telling my parents, like, if I can't do this, like, you know, but I'm, you know, I, I want to die. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to work a normal job, you know, whatever I want to, I want to do what I want to do. And so ev eventually, luckily I kind of grew up a little bit and realized like, well, you have to make it happen. Then it's not, you know, these are the confines. These are what, this is what you're working with. You have to go to school. You have to, you, you have to you know, get a job. You have to you know do these things. And eventually once I came to terms with that, I was able to be like, Hey, yeah, I kind of have to be an adult and be reasonable and realize that you, everyone else has the same rules. You know, you, you work within the rules of the world and then you, you do what you can. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I worked my ass off. I, I did online schooling. I, I actually ended up graduating early and I did, I had a bunch of, um, tech certifications cause on, I abused the heck out of a program, uh, in Florida that they, it's, it's called the FLVS. It's like a Florida virtual school where they allow you to get, uh, like free tech certifications. And, um, I did all of that, um, and got like certified in a, a crap ton of different stuff when I was like 17. What skills are you learning when you're taking these tech certifications? <laughs> like I did a lot of like networking. Um, there were, some of them were, were based on like windows and then hardware and software, got it. um, certifications. Um, there was, I know, I know a couple, I, I know I got like networking plus, um, certification at the same time I was teaching myself, um, Java, which is a programming language, which I actually, that's the only thing I don't have a certification in. And that's the one thing I actually know how to do it still and can code, you know, code cool stuff. Um, but that one was that, that I guess the reason I know that one is because I actually was passionate about that. And I, I only learned because I had the idea for a Minecraft server. I went to my friend who ran one and it was a business and he's like, this is the amount, this is how much it would cost. And I was like, well, I don't have that much money. And I was like, you know what? I can, I'm going to do it myself. My dad's a developer. Um, if he can do it, it's probably in my genes. I can do it too. And so I, I went and watched YouTube tutorials and stuff and then started coding stuff myself. Mm. And that was, that became my thing, which actually got one of my YouTube videos. I use that a lot. So that's interesting that your dad's a developer. So that was around you when you were growing up. Yeah, no, he, my dad's was a massive tech guy. My, even my grandpa, my grandpa was like, uh, I don't want to say friends, but he like, yeah. he worked with like Steve jobs and stuff Interesting. Um, on like, and he, he worked on like one of the first computers ever made. And, mm. um, so I, I had a big, my, the men in my family had yeah. a big tech background. And so I, I always really did look up to, um, like technology. I've always been really into technology, but it's interesting enough, even though everyone would ask, when I got asked as a kid, like, oh, you like, at least not as a kid, when I was 17, 18, oh, what are you going to do as your job? It was always something tech related. But in the back of my mind, it's like, that's not what I want to do. Mm. But I never say that. I just be like, yeah, I'm going to be a developer. I'm going to be, you know, mm. this or that. Super interesting. That was like an answer um, that everyone would accept. It's like yeah, part of your yeah, family. Yeah, but yeah, I would yeah, tell my family, I'd be like, yeah. no, I'm doing, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to end up making this work or, or whatever. And, and then, uh, I mean, the story, I don't, I don't know if we want to get into it right now, but the story of how I started my YouTube channel. Yeah, let's um, get into it. Is, is actually very interesting, I guess. And kind of, it, I think it's, it's, it's very showing the same thing with like the dedication behind the face reveal and stuff. Like I, I, uh, I got a job, um, working at Apple and that was, again, I used a lot of my certifications and stuff when I was 18. Um, you worked I, at Apple. I worked at Apple. So it's okay. Apple care. So it was, but it was an Apple and I, I was still uh, Apple. Yeah. 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 And, and I was, a like, a, a, I actually was the highest level of support at Apple care. So essentially I had like a phone number that people you could call like uh, important clients and stuff could call to get the problems that like, if, if you went through 10 people and they couldn't solve it, then it would get to me. Oh, interesting. And again, I actually learned a lot of uh, stuff there that played into YouTube. Like I learned how people think like, uh, mm. it, because one thing they taught at Apple was, and I went through like, it was like a three month training before I even got the job. Um, and it was like one thing that they taught strongly was like, you're not just fixing a problem. You're fixing a person like the, per the person they might, their problem might not just be the problem. They, they might have a problem with the last 10 people they talk to. They might have a problem with, wow. you know, they might have a, they might have a problem with just the day they're having. They might yeah. have a problem that they don't even realize they have that you can help them fix yeah. while you're on the phone with them there. That's so Apple. It is so, so it is so Apple. That's and so I, I will still yeah. say, I think Apple support is one of the best support systems I've ever seen and working on the inside even. So I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, it was amazing and, and great. Interesting. Um, 
And so I, I, I got better and better at it over time and, in, in learning what people, how people think. And I definitely used that when I started YouTube, but, but I, 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 so that was when I was 18, I was working at Apple. I saved up about $20,000, um, from working there for, uh, you know, almost a year. And, um, and then I was like, I, I went to my parents and I was like, I'm going to do YouTube. So I'm going to quit my job. And I had not posted a single YouTube video. I was like, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to do YouTube. Um, my parents were like, no, you don't do that. What Call the cops. Yeah. Job. Get what the cops you? back here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, they're like, eventually they're like, okay, but if you do, you run out of money, you're not coming back with us. Just so you know, you're not going to, now realistically, they would have taken you back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they, yeah, they would have, yeah, yeah. but, um, but I didn't think that at the time, of course. And I was like, oh God, this is, this is all or nothing. And so um, I came up with like, a, I was like, I need a plan. If, I, if, I'm, if this is going to be my job, I need to treat it like a job. I need to actually have a strategy. I need to have a plan. I need to know what I'm doing. And so I, I quit my job and then I was doing, you know, for like three, uh, six months because I quit in January. And then I had, there was six months until I uploaded my first video, which was in uh, June or July of um, 2019. And um, so I quit my job in January and I was like, okay, I'm coming with a plan. And while I was doing that, I was doing like little side Minecraft projects for coding. I actually worked for some other like YouTubers that, that were, I, I did videos for their, on their channel where I coded stuff for them, um, which ended up playing a big part into, I learned some stuff during that period while also just literally studying. I, I, I looked, I, I used to say, I, I've read tons of information about it, like hundreds of books worth. Everyone's like, what books? I'm like, well, not actually books. I read like, I would watch YouTube videos. I would look at what's working from people. And I would just really just overanalyze everything. Like I would, I would listen to the intro a hundred times. Like what makes this intro better than something? What makes Mr. Beast intro yeah. better than everyone else? I'm going to go through it. You know what there's, I'll notice things in descriptions and be like that once he's doing something interesting. He doesn't that, like, as an example, this is an example I'm free to give out. I was like, Oh, like Mr. Beast, like he, I don't know if he does it now, but at the time he didn't link anything in the description. When he put his social media, he'd put like social media and then at whatever and didn't mm. have a link. And I was like, that's interesting. Why does he do that? Is there a reason why it'd be good? And so I was like analyzing. And I was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I don't even know if this is true, but I was like, maybe if you don't, if you make it not a link, then people are less likely to like during the video, click off and like mess with the retention. Cause like yeah. it, they, yeah. they click the link and then they leave the video and they come back and you just have two views that for like the less retention. And so I just, there's probably a thousand different things like that, that I, I found like little tiny, small things that really add up, I guess, in, in the grand scheme of things. Some of them are probably a little superstitious and then it's like, oh, you know, like, is it, does it really make that big of a difference? Like, at the end of the day, you have to make good content. Yeah. Um, and that, that's something I, I learned as well. I was like, well, at the end of the day, I have to actually make high quality, good content. But if I follow all these tricks and tips, then then I can. Um, and then I eventually got to the point where I was confident enough to um, go into it. I remember I was in a CeCe's pizza parking lot with my sister. Um, and she's like, she's like, so what are you doing now? You're not Apple. I'm like, well, starting soon, I'm uploading a video. I'm going to be a massive YouTuber. And she's like, no, you're not. And I was like, no, I am. She's like, you've told me this before. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't actually mean it before. I mean it now. I'm going to, I promise you. And and I actually was running out of money in my savings. I had uh, I had no money left in my savings and my rent was due um, in the next week. And YouTube, they send you a little slip. They have to send you your address to get your first yeah, paycheck. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah the pin. And they the sent you the wrong yeah. address. Yeah, yeah And so uh, I, I wasn't able to confirm to get my payment. And so I was like, I ended up calling my friend, Babo Halo, who's another YouTuber of mine. And I was like, hey man, I'm too embarrassed to call my parents. I, I don't. I don't want to ask my parents for money. If I need money, I don't know if I will because I, I could get the slip in time. Will you lend me money? I promise you. Look, I have this. YouTube owes me, you know, yeah. five thousand dollars or whatever it yeah. was. Um, you know, will you, will you will you lend me money? He was like, yeah, man, and, and that made me feel a lot better, not like freak out about what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, but then I I got the slip in time and I got my first paycheck literally that week. And I, I always I I think back with this crazy thing of like when you say is it planned? Like if I that my first video had not blown up as much as it did and that was delayed by one month. I probably would have just gone back to Apple and been like, hey, I was right. an employee, take me back. And I would have started the cycle maybe of, of just saving up and then being like, I really want to do this thing, quitting and Interesting. 
Okay, so I want to go back a little bit in okay. time to something you said. I ramble a little bit. Yeah, it's all good. The pursuit of YouTube is is always interesting to me because like I was just having a conversation with my mom about it this morning. This kind of like, at least for me, this like desire for um, validation and for other people to like even quantifiable validation where there's like numbers next to it, right? Mm. And I think back to what, what you were just mentioning of like you shared with us, you were you were you went through a bout of depression and um, there's a line in one of your songs, which is a song I really like, Mask, mm. uh, that Colin and I wrote down. We thought it was really interesting. It says, the fact is, I can never get off my mattress. All they ask is, why are you so sad, kid? That's what the mask is. That's the whole point. Oh, that's what the whole point of the mask is. Um, you talk about how the, the best lyricism in history, folks. <laughs> <laughs> dude. It's pretty good, honestly. I I thought like I, we wrote that down because we we're like that's pretty good lyrics. Um, I I, th I think that a lot of people make fun of uh, a lot of the lyrics from some of my old music. Sure. And I, I actually I, I think I think everyone that's an art looks back on their old stuff and cringes. So I look back at that and go, ah, oh, cringy. I know yeah. what I was trying to say, but I know how maybe I'd say it differently now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, which is so funny. I, I think yeah. I do that with videos, with writing, everything. You look yeah, back and yeah, go, yeah. oh, that old yeah. video, man. That's I, I'm so I was so bad. But I'm just curious if like the desire to do YouTube, to, um, you know, put yourself out there and have feedback and get some level of like, you know, notoriety or, or validation, did that come as a response to your upbringing or like, you know, feeling sad or maybe not having as many friends? Like I, I definitely didn't uh, go into YouTube for validation per se. Sure. Yeah. But I definitely, uh, with writing, I, I relate a lot more with writing, but also with like YouTube and, and gaming in general. Um, I feel like gaming and and writing uh, in the same way ha are an escape. Like I feel mm. like you're in a different when you're writing, you're creating your own world. You're you're, mm. in, a, you're in your own world. It's different. It has different rules. It's you know whatever you mm -hmm. want it to be. And in gaming, it's the same way. Yeah. If you're if you're playing Minecraft, you're playing whatever. It's your own thing. You can you can you know you can do whatever you want. Talk to whoever you want. Have you can you can choose the characters. You know if if I don't want to have if I want my neighbor to be different, and if I'm online, I have an online friend. Oh, I can not talk to that person and oh, wow. they're not my neighbor. I can change my neighbor mm. and make it someone new. And so I feel like I really I it really I looked at gaming and also writing in the same way as this escape from. Um, like sadness, Reality. I guess. Mm. And so when I was going through uh, depression, definitely my biggest escape was writing and gaming. And during when I was uh, like 16 and 17, those were my, probably my two worst, most depressed years, I'd say. Maybe 15, 15 in there. I lose track of the timeline sometimes. Yeah. But, um, and during those years, I was the most creative I'd ever been. It, probably even since then. Like I, I literally, during those two years, I wrote two 75,000 word novels. I coded a mat, like two massive Minecraft networks. Mm -hmm. One of them is still up to this day and has you know, players on it. I don't, even, I don't even have anything to do with it anymore. I don't do anything mm -hmm. on it. But I, I, and I, and I, I literally was every day just putting creativity out into the world because that was what made me feel validated. Like, and in control, probably. And, and yeah. in control mm -hmm. of yeah. my own stuff. I could, you know, I coded something. Oh, I want to, I want to have this, I want to do this, play this game today. I'm going to code this game and I'm going to have fun yeah. with that. And I'm going to be happy about that because that's what it was. And so it, that's why whenever I, I, I say, oh, I was this bratty, I was such a bad kid and I, I did all these stupid things to try and get the internet. But it's to me, it was like, it was the end of the world. You, you took, you took away the, the internet from me. This mm. was like my, this was my life. I had, this was, mm. this was my escape from my sadness. You're just plunging me into the sad. And I was hating my parents and I had such yeah, a bad yeah, relationship yeah. with mm. my, my mom and my dad. And uh, especially my dad back then, we, we were, we were into it and, and uh, we were at each other's throats all the mm. time. He was, uh, you were looking back on it. It was mostly me at his throat and him just being like, yeah. stop being such an idiot. Like not that, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, you know. Sure. Um, and so, uh, 
I mean, yeah, but I, I feel like it, see, that, that's that's why it really was such a thing. It was like you're ripping my like heart out. You're ripping mm-hmm. this thing, and it is an addiction as well. Like just to go back and admit that, like yeah. I was to- so addicted. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get addicted to um, to almost anything, obviously, not just yeah. drugs or whatever. But um, I feel like with uh, with I was addicted, but uh, it luckily it, en- it ended up the fact that I spent all that time doing all those things that improved my life massively. So I'm almost thankful for the experiences that I had. Um, and, uh, I was able to learn a lot from the things I did wrong and, and the things I did right. And then, uh, also just from, you know, being sad, I guess made, made me, mm. made me happier now mm. because I'm able to appreciate the fact that yeah. I wasn't always happy. And now I feel like I am almost always happy now. Um, and not even just because of my circumstances, I was this way probably since I was 18 or since I was maybe 17 and a half after I, I kind of had, not everyone has this. And there's obviously a million different experiences with depression and with sadness and, um, I, I had, I kind of had a realization at one point where I was like, I am in control of my life and I need to like, this is as much as writing is my own world and, and gaming is my own world. Like my brain is, is my, like my castle. My brain is my own world. Like mm-hmm. if I, if I told myself, it's like the placebo effect. If I tell myself something enough, it, it, it can be, I can make it true. I can make it true. I am the, I'm the best, most awesome, you know, most yeah. handsome, you know, strongest, yeah. whatever guy in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a you know, billionaire you know, whatever. And I think that that's something that I, I said as a kid so much of just, just these, these, these little statements of I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be an author. I'm going to be a, mm-hmm. you know, a YouTuber. I'm going to be this as, as these things, even getting in fights. Like I had a fight with my older sister when uh, it was over college and uh, my parents, my parents uh, were incredibly responsible parents and they, they had like uh, college packages that for like, for all of us. Um, uh, there's like a Florida, I think it's in Florida. You can do it where you can like prepay over time for college. And then it, you, you get into whatever university you want or something like that. And so they had that for, you know, for, for me. And so it was a conversation when I was like 17 where they're like, Hey, we have this for you. And we, we, you know, we want you to college. And my sister was there and I was saying, I'm not going to college. So thank you, but no, thank you. Um, and, uh, my sister was like, you are such an idiot. Like you're going to be homeless in three years. My parents were not saying that they were, they were saying, yeah. okay, that's, that's fine. You know, uh, you know, we respect whatever you want to do. Um, cause I, I, like I said, at that time I was much more, I, I was, I was much more adult then than I was now, but I still had a lot of childish <laughs> mm-hmm. tendencies. Um, and I remember, I, I remember like, I remember saying it, the co- one of the cockiest things probably I'd ever said when I was like, Larry, no, I'll be making more money than you in 10 years, you know, whatever. And you'll be mm-hmm. stuck in college debt. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, all right, well, yeah. I don't know how, how nice or true, <laughs> true that was, right. but it was that, that mindset of like confidence, not to the level of, of being outwardly talking to everybody being like, no, I'm better than you or something, but yeah, being like yeah. with myself, like, no, don't tell me I have to go to college. Don't tell me I have to do this. I'm going to find my own way to do what I want to do. And I'm going to make it happen. Create because- my own reality. Yeah. 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 You have to believe it for yourself. No one else is going to believe it for you. You right. have on your to, right, right, you right. have to believe in yourself. I, I, I had, this is a very, very short thing, but I feel it's a, it's a, I feel like it's an interesting life thing. I realized at some point I was like, I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm very in, like creatively intelligent. Um, I don't think I'm very like book smart. I'm not, I'm not, I'm terrible at math. I'm not, you know, I don't know my history that well. I'm not great at science, you know, all, all these subjects. Um, but I'm great at talking to people and I'm, I'm great at understanding people and I'm great at, you know, exuding like confidence and, 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 uh, and energy and happiness. And I feel like I realized at some point, probably around when I was like 17, I was like, that's almost more important than anything else. Because mm. if you can go into like, as an example, if you can go into you can be the smartest person in the world and sit down and you're my interviewer and you ask me questions and I, I see, I'm unsure. I answer them poorly, you know, whatever sure. versus I, I could come into the room with the interview and I could convince, convince you of whatever I can convince yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. And so I did. I actually did that when I interviewed for Apple and that, like I was totally underqualified. I did not, when I mm. went to that interview, um, I, I was totally underqualified, 
but I was able to walk my, my, walk my way around the interview very well. And I'm sure they, they weren't naive and, you know, they probably realized I was puffing myself up a little bit and whatever. But at the end of the day, I think that it was that I was also willing to admit when I didn't know something or just be like, oh no, but you know what I would, they'd say, what would you do in this situation? Instead of being like, oh, I would, I'd tell them the problem be like, oh, well, I don't know the answer to that. Therefore I would Google it and I would try and figure out, yeah, you know, yeah. I would mm. use Reddit or whatever. And I think it's just a weird answer to hear. And I answer that question a lot when they were like, how would you fix this problem? Like, well, I'd probably go on Reddit. And then <laughs> yeah. they're sitting there like, yeah, like this an is an answer. Apple interview. What do you mean you <laughs> yeah, go on a Reddit? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. well, that's what I would do. And guess what? I'd probably solve it faster mm. than the average person right. because I can type fast. That's interesting. And yeah. Whatever. Do, do you think that honesty and that confidence that fake it till you make it is a big part of why your first YouTube video took off? Because seldom does a first YouTube video take off, let alone someone like you under pressure yeah. who's like, I'm yeah. going all in. Yeah, I will say, I think I think it's, I, I always say, oh, my first video, but I, I slightly misleading. Mm -hmm. So just to like give context, I've been uploading YouTube videos since I was like a little kid. Like I, I did okay, like these it. like kid versus wild videos where like I was in the forest with my friends when I was like, Oh, 11. Like you were vlogging. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I did like, I, I had this, this vlog series where I like went out, talked about like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And then at some point I went through a phase where I, I like did, I did, I, I wanted to be an editor. So I started editing and I, uh, I edited like montages of like football players. And then I did, went into like song parodies at some point. And I, I kind of went through all these different phases as a YouTuber. And, um, and one of them was on actually on my channel I use now, but it was branded as a different name. It was dream traps. And it was back in like 2013. Um, and I, I did Minecraft, like, traps like i would i would trick other players into like falling into some oh, okay. crazy thing and Got I, it. those were my videos and uh and yeah that, actually that channel i i ran with um sapnap uh but he was he had a different name at the time um I, we we ran this channel together i mean it was called dream traps it was a group channel and then I, at one point i was like uh i i when i decided i was going to do youtube when i came back i was like i did everything wrong and i want to do things right and so i was like i want somebody to watch the videos on my channel now and be like oh um and not get recommended an old video and be like oh this guy's this guy's kind of trash and so for the first, for the longest time, I started uploading, I, I uploaded, I actually uploaded one video before my first video. Um, I've, I don't think I've ever said this. It was like six months or five months or something before my first video I ever uploaded as Dream. Um, or not six months, it was probably like three months or something or two months. Um, and it was a, it, I don't even remember what it was exactly. It was a video on a server I was a coder on um, and it did terribly, it flopped. And I just deleted it and went, I'm trying again. I learned from that. I know what I did wrong. I think this is what people said in the comments. This is what this is what I feel like I can do better. Um, and it also solidified. I was like, okay, I'm not ready yet. So I took another month or two to actually come up with even more of a plan and be like, how can I, you know, how can I learn what I did wrong? Like Mr. Beast even has videos up from when he was, you know, playing Minecraft or whatever. And a lot of people keep their stuff up. And I, I see a lot of people talk about like, oh, it's bad to remove your old stuff. Like, leave it up. People want to see where you came from. And I agree with that. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I, I really wanted to, I wanted to create a brand. I wanted to create, be like, mm -hmm. hey, no, this is me. This does not represent how I view myself right now. I want to be viewed this certain way. And so here's my new brand. And so I, I you know, I changed, I made my, my channel on content. It's, I drew it myself. I came up with yeah. the, the, um, the concept. I was like, how can I make it different than someone else? Cause I, I, I said this off camera to you guys, but one of the things I think is people ask for advice, the best advice I can ever give someone on how to be successful in anything really, but in YouTube specifically, is just you have to do something that is different than someone has done or better than someone has done. So if you if you're taking inspiration from someone, how can you do it better? If you're gonna see a Mr. Beast video and be like, I want to do that, that something like that, Mr. Beast, that's perfectly fine. But be like, how can I what did he what did he do wrong? I'm sure there's always something yeah. you can take mm -hmm. and improve. Cause guess what? He does that himself to every single video. He'll go back and watch through, I'm sure, and be like, yeah. what can I do better in my own video? So doing that to other people and doing it to yourself is is like really important. And, um, and I feel like I, I did that. And then I, I came up with, I was like, okay, how can I make it different for my channel branding? I was like, 
what if I just made my channel branding like kind of crappy? I just made it kind of like, it's just, it's not, it looks yeah. like I didn't try. And so I, I do I did like a little smile guy. And then I was like, how else can I stand out? I was like, what if I just use like a repulsive color? I was like, I just use <laughs> the most standout color. So I went into paint.net and I yeah. picked like piss green and went on my channel and oh was my like, God. you know what? That's cool. And, uh, and I, I, I ran with that. And then, uh, and of course, and then I shortened the name from dream traps to dream. Cause I was like, dream stands out more. I got so much people, so many people at the time that were like, even when I was first blowing up, they were questioning that decision and were like, dream, like how you can't Google that, you can't whatever. Yeah. But I was like, but it's so simple. It's so easy to spread. It's so unique. And it also encaptures everything that I mm -hmm. love about myself and everything that I love about the world. And that it's a dream. It, it, dream is the word dream. I want everything I do to feel like that, to, to feel like the word dream. Like you can be, yeah. you have your own world. You have everything you can do. And so I really, I thought I was like, no, I don't, I don't care if you can Google it. Eventually, if I'm big enough, you can, you'll, you'll look up dream and you'll yeah. pop me up instead of the definition of the word or whatever. It's, it was, it's all in the line of like creating your own reality. Yes. Even, even the branding, right? It's like the smiley face. Like I can, I can create my own version of it. Even a pre-face reveal, right? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. it's like a voice and a, and a, and an image and a concept. And I could create my own version of it. And I think with the name, it reminds me a lot of Apple. Like that's something that I'm pretty sure Apple also dealt mm. with. Like you can't choose the name Apple, right? And expect yeah, right, to launch right, a tech right. company off that's of true. that name because people know it as a fruit. Yeah. Like truly, I think yeah. that's something that- yeah. That uh, wasn't it because originally, well, I guess it was they had Macintosh, it was mm -hmm. like that yeah. was a company, right? Was that what they started as Macintosh and then became Apple, or do you, do you know? Well, I think Steve Jobs wanted it uh, to be something that was accessible, like a household item, not something like Microsoft that people don't understand, yeah. like what Microsoft right. is or what that means. Yeah, um, but I remember yeah. it was either in uh, the book that was written about Steve Jobs' life or in one of the movies, uh, talking about that idea that like and having pushback on a name that like you can't pick an accessible name. So it's, it's, it's funny actually. So talking about names. So uh, my two roommates right now and my best friends uh, for the longest time, George not found and Sapnap, um, they both went under different names and we were friends for a very long time. And when I, my first video blew up um, and then I, I was, okay, I'm not, I'm still, I don't, this could just be one and whatever. I think I know what I'm doing. I think I have a good strategy, but I'm going to apply it a couple more times, see what happens. I had video, it kept doing well. Um, I went to first George and then Sapnap and I was like, Hey, I think I cracked the code to YouTube. I think I know how, um, whatever, but I was like, but I need you. I need you to be a part of it. Um, and I need Sapnap to be a part of it. And so I went to him and I was like, if I, if I like, you know, if I have a plan and I tell you it, we, and you follow it, like, to, will, will you follow it to a T essentially? And we follow it together and we put it together. And he was like, yes. And um, we, we sat there. I came up with the name, George and I found, and Sapnap for them. Oh, interesting. And it was, we sat there together coming up with them. Um, but it was, uh, we had the rules for the names. So I was like, okay, here's the rules. The rules are one, um, it has to be short and simple. It can't be, it can't be too long. George not found was like the most, the longest it could like yeah. possibly mm -hmm. be. Um, I was like two, it can't have almost any, if we can think of a single misspelling where someone can hear it vocally and misspell it, then it, rule it out. And so we, there were so many names we went through where it was like, ah, but they can, they can put an E there instead of an A, or they can put a Whoa, C there wow. instead of an S or an, uh, whatever. And I was like, no, I want you to be able to say your name out loud and have no one mishear it and no one be able to, you know, say it's not. And I was like, the other rule is you have to be able to get on every platform. And that was more for me. I was like, oh, you can't, we can't, yeah. you know, I can't, whatever. Um, and then I was like, and the, the final thing is that you have to be able to have some kind of meaning behind it. It has to have some meaningful thing to you. Like to me, dream is important. And so we have to make it something meaningful. It can't just be, you know, you can't just go, oh, yeah. I'm going to name it, you know, some random collection of characters yeah. or whatever. And so how we came to Sapnap was uh, I flipped his old username, which was pandas. I flipped it upside down after it was upside down. I flipped it sideways, like the other way. So it was a P instead or upside down. So it was like sap naps instead of a D and pandas. It was a P. Mm. Like oh, wow. 
It's sap, nap. How do you misspell that? And he was like, sure. Should I buy the account? I was like, I already did. Um, and I did the exact same thing with my friend, George. The one we were actually stuck on for him for a while, which he came up with was Sir George. Um, and he was like, oh, cause I can think of my branding with it. I'll have like a little monocle and like, yeah, yeah. which is funny. Cause he never did anything with like a monocle or anything like that. It would have been how the world would be different if yeah. Sir George existed. <laughs> if George not found. Um, but, uh, we came to join I found because I was looking for, uh, it was when I, when I typed in, um, youtube.com slash Sir George or something like that. It came on the not found page. What if it's just George not found? I was like, you're a coder it has meaning to you. Cause you code, oh, you, you, my you, God. you have yeah, websites. Not and found. so. We ran with that. It's like, I think there, there's no right blueprint. Otherwise everyone would do it. If, if there was yeah. like, this, this is the right way to do it. But I think there are so many things you can do to increase the chances of you being successful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's and just so, good branding. Yeah. 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 So I, I laid those things out and those, there was one of them. And another thing that I said to them, which still is, it stands very much to this day, is that we, we are good friends and that we will be friends. We will stay friends and we will stay together because one of the biggest things that actually does, that can hurt like a channel is like, it, it you changing the heart behind it. And I was like, if we're going to do stuff together and you're going to be in all my videos, we're going to be in all each other's videos. We have to know we actually like, we have to know. So we had this conversation where we were like, you know, do we like love each other? Do we love mm -hmm. each other enough mm -hmm. to be like, we are, you know, we're like family we're, we are sticking together in this, no matter what we will work out everything thick and thin and make sure we stay together. Otherwise let's be less associated. Let's, let's yeah. do our own thing a little bit more than being a team. And I was like, even if this plan doesn't, there might be, there may be times where you see it and you go, ah, it doesn't seem like it's working, but the problem is it has to all go together. You can't, you can't, you can't take parts of it away. Otherwise you lose it all. I didn't so know that. They, sounds, both, they both agreed. Sounds like a conversation that would be had at the beginning of the Beatles or One Direction. Yeah. Right. Of <laughs> yeah, like, do we I really like each other? I saw a clip of One Direction. I had no idea. This is so off topic, but it's so quick. Yeah. I had no idea. There was like a TikTok clip where it was like One Direction being formed. I didn't know it was like, it yeah, was it formed was, yeah. by them. They had like yeah, those little right. pictures. Yeah. yeah. It was like a Simon Cowell, Cowell. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. that. And I thought it was like a troll, like parody thing. No, it's and real. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. It was like calculated. I was like, is this real? Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> but that friendship is so important. Like, and I think because creating is a lonely career and it can be isolating, mm -hmm. you know, Samir and I, I think we've said often, I don't know if we would still be doing this uh, if it was just one of us. Right? Yeah, we took it a step further and had the channel together, right? Which like, is that, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. I would not be, just to yeah. say, for, yeah. people have, oh, that's, a, that's an air tag on my mask that's going off. Whoa. I think someone's trying to find you. Oh, is someone trying to find you? Right no, now? it's 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 like a glitch happens now and then. I think it's, uh, we, it's like a there's a there's I think a someone about to show yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Are the police coming? Do your no. parents call the there, police? There's coming? like a piece of it. I think it presses up against it or something, okay. and then it it makes. Would it you like this go. one? <laughs> um, see, I mean, I, I do think like genuinely, I can say right now with 100 percent confidence that if we had decided to go a more independent route, and we were not a you know a yeah. team, and I hadn't done almost everything with them throughout the years. That like there's been so many different times where throughout it where I I I, I may have just called it quits or been like ah hey I'm successful. I'm going to go and do now that I have yeah. money or whatever, I'm going to go and just write in my free time or I'm going to go and, you know, do, do this or wh yeah. whatever I want to do. And having them as a support, support of backing, I know like, no, no, I'm, I'm also in it for, I'm not just in it for me. I'm in it for them. I'm in it for my family. I'm in it for yeah. whatever. I think, I think that definitely helped me as well. So this, like this strategy that you had clearly mm. panned out, right? And it panned out really quickly. You know, your first or your second video blew up, which was totally luck. Total, I mean, yeah, the strategy was not, but it's like, I, uh, there's another quote that actually my dad used to say a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, is he'd be like, he's a sports guy. And so okay. he coached me in sports and stuff. And he'd always say like, like I'd say, oh, I was just a lucky shot. And he's like, well, it's like, you know, the luck is a combination of preparation and opportunity. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Yes, it could be lucky, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't mean you, you can't just like expect luck to come. But yeah. So the fact that it was so quick was definitely luck and had a yeah. lot to do with, um, the, the, the COVID pandemic mm. um, because everyone went inside and what are you going to do when you're inside? You're going to watch YouTube or yep. wa yeah. watch live streams. And so 
I attribute how fast it was um, to to that timing. Um, but obviously, yeah, the, the, it did it did pan out, and there, there was a lot of luck and a lot of strategy, and uh, you know, a lot of pickups it, and stuff that popped up randomly that were like, oh, this works out. It was 500 days between 1 million subscribers at the end of 2019 to 20 million subscribers. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. That is just, that is insane. I, yeah, I was, I, I was uh, just, I just hitting milestones like twice a month or something and being like, oh my God. Um, it was, it was really hard to, it, it felt unreal, I guess. You know, I, I always would be like, I'm going to wake up and this is going to be fake. Like I, this is not, this is not, how is this happening? Um, and it was such a quick transition that I never really got to go through the phase of being like a mini celebrity. Being like, <laughs> it was just like, no one knew me. And then everyone knew me. And I was the face of, yeah. you know, YouTube yeah. for a year or whatever. Yeah. And so I, it's, it's really interesting to think about that fact that I, I never, I never, and it's the same way where like, I never got that experience because, especially because I was faceless and I, I only face real. Then it was, of course, that was my max. I went from, you know, never having been approached by anyone ever in public ever to literally not being able to leave my house without going into a 7-Eleven and having somebody be like, oh my God, dream, can I take a picture? And so that's How did so, people know it was you? No, I'm saying after the face reveal. Oh, after face reveal. Okay. So yeah, okay, after okay, the face reveal, okay, okay, it was very it, much. It, I mean, it, I, had, I, had, um, I had a couple like scary moments before the face reveal. Like, I had one person that was delivering a mattress that was like, um, he's like, do you do YouTube? And I was like, no, why? And he's like, you just sound familiar. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 no one before I did the face reveal did, but then after I did it, yeah, I was like, I, I yeah, would go outside and it would just be mayhem. And it's also, it's one of the things where I, I actually, it, I, it was weird for the first like day or two and then I adjusted to it. But I had this like, uh, this this moment where there was like a day or two where like, it felt really weird going anywhere because like, even the people who didn't recognize me, I, I I could sometimes see somebody whisper and be like, oh my God, are they talking about me? They, they, you know, I, I didn't have the experience of knowing what it was like to kind of walk around in public. Yeah. Um, and, but now now I'm okay with it. I'm just, I'm, I've accepted it and just be like, oh yeah, you know, who, who cares, whatever. Um, but it's still that thought where like it, sometimes it bothers me more if if I know someone knows me but they don't say anything or then because I'm like yeah, oh my yeah. god like I I'm like 99 percent sure this guy that's sitting next to me at dinner knows me mm. they're not saying anything so I'm constantly oh my god are they gonna take a picture of me oh, do dude. I need to watch do yeah. I need to make sure I don't pick my nose you know yeah. whatever yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I mean we our our fame and our level is nowhere near yours but even I've had an experience where I've been out to dinner uh, with my partner and then after I'll get a comment on the channel that's like hey I didn't want to say anything but I was right next to you. At, yeah. like a, at a communal table yeah, was the experience. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, did I say something And you're weird? like, oh, we were yeah. kind of having like a serious conversation about our relationship yeah. and family yeah. and stuff. Like, whoa, I wish I knew that you were yeah. seated right next yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have that. So, and it's, 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 to me, it's, it's funnier because like I keep obviously my family and like relationships and whatever separate, very separate from um, like YouTube and, uh, and like the public eye. So no one knows my family or, or you know, whatever. And, um, and so, but sometimes when I'm out in public, I don't, I don't mind. I'll still go out in public with my family. I'll still go out in public yeah. with you know, people, um, friends, you know, whatever. But, um, but like when I'm, I notice that when I'm with like my family, the people I get come, I get, I get people coming up to me way less than I'm, than when I'm with, with like other people, even people that they don't recognize. Like if I'm with George and they don't even, mm -hmm. they don't recognize George comes to me. Oh my God, dream, take a picture. Whereas I'm with like my mom or my dad, they don't. And it's cause I think they, th they recognize that's his mom or that's his dad. Yeah. Or that's like. Mm -hmm you know, someone he's with or whatever. Interesting. And then they don't come up. And I'm like, so then it makes me paranoid. So like, it makes me more paranoid. I'm like, no, no, I want you to come up. That way I know that I can tell my I mom to my go away or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it so, just makes me extra like on edge. On that rise to like just mega kind of high viewership, just like massive notoriety on YouTube. Um, I'm so curious about what makes a dream video so popular. Cause some of your videos have in the hundreds of millions of views. 
Like what, what are the ingredients that make a dream video that popular? I think that there's, there's, I've gone in obviously like phases of growth and I've, I've posted a lot of videos. I, I think genuinely like every video on my channel right now I have up, I'm, I'm pretty proud of. I, I think yeah. they're, they're good videos. Even the ones that I'm like, eh, you know, my mic was kind of bad there or this, mm-hmm. this was a dumb joke or whatever. Um, but I, I think that they all have something very similar and that I, I kept, I kept with every series and every video I did one, I kept improving. Um, and two, I kept trying to do something new, something different that someone hadn't done or something um, unique to me that I, that I was, I was passionate about. And I think, uh, uh, you mentioned like mask earlier, but that, that song, the, the big point of that song to me, even though, yes, it is, it, it was about obviously escapism kind of in, in through the mask. Yeah. It was also about my experience with ADHD, which, um, which affected my life massively when I was going through school and, and everything, obviously I have like extreme intense ADHD, like very extreme. And so I go through these phases of like, like hyperfixation where I'm like focused on something and I cannot like, I want like, like I deal with my books. There was a period in time where I was just, I was reading a book every single day and just that from morning to night, whatever. And I wouldn't enjoy doing anything else because that's what I liked at the time. Um, and uh, I did that with different like YouTube series. Like I would get into a YouTube series be like, I love this, you know, one until I don't anymore. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll mm. find something new. Um, but I, I think that the biggest component for me was one, everything I did, I, I truly had passion behind. It was something that I, that I actually did genuinely enjoy, something I wanted to do. It was not me going, hey, this could blow up on YouTube. It was me going, hey, this is a fun thing for me and my friends to play, or this is a fun topic for me to talk about, or this is a fun video for me to edit, or this is going to be funny or, you know, whatever. Um, so I think that's kind of one component is just genuinely, you know, actually having meaning behind your videos, which is goes into like the name thing, meaning behind your name. That's yeah. important. Even though it seems not important, it, it is important. Um, I think another one was, uh, again, doing, doing things different. So taking, you can take the same concept and do it slightly differently. So one thing I did was like, I took a, a pretty simple concept of like speed running Minecraft, which became my biggest series of manhunt. And I was like, well, what if someone was trying to stop me from being the game? That's kind of just an interesting, you know, an interesting component. And I Googled it and I tried to find if anyone had done that. I found one video of like someone in Super Mario Brothers or something having done something sim- kind of similar. And it did, it did okay. I think the video did decent. Yeah. I was like, hey, but no one's, no one's like done this concept, but it seems so simple. You're just, you're speed running the game, which is a super popular thing. And someone's like trying to fight you, which is also a super popular kind of- So for a non-gaming audience, speed running is you're trying to beat the game as fast as possible. You're trying to complete the goal of the game as right. quickly as, quickly as, as you as possibly possible. can. Mm-hmm. And then the manhunt part is someone, a new character or friend is trying to kill you. Is, yeah, they're, they're trying yeah. to slow you down and make you make it so you yeah. can't mm-hmm. stop you from beating it. So it's like, yeah, you're trying to beat the game as quickly as possible. And there's someone that's- trying to be your detriment. They're trying to be your that, downfall. That's just good storytelling too, right? It's yeah. like main character has an objective. Here's the obstacle, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know? And, like, then, and then you introduce what actually took it off. So the first Manhunt video yeah. actually, it did, it did okay. Um, I did not go into that thinking this is going to be this massive you yeah. know, series, but I saw the potential after we did it. I was like, wow, that was fun. That was super fun. I watched the video back and I was like, this is epic. Um, and I, when I was editing it, I actually was able to use music that I hadn't used before. Mm. I was like, it's actually interesting. I'm using music that I don't typically hear in uh, Minecraft like gameplay. Like I'm, yeah. I was using more intense, like kind of like you know opera music or something mm. or stuff like that. And I used a couple like that. I only used it for the first Manhunt. I only used like one or two songs like that, um, which ended up being almost all the music later on in the Manhunts. It was not a, a great video, but the concept was unique. And then the music made it feel more intense than it was Cinematic. when there were certain mm. moments and stuff. And then I edited in a way where I cut out some, I, I cut, I cut things in almost like a misleading way. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I cut things around, I move things around and I, I'm, I'm kind of notorious for like making it seem like something is true. That's not in, in the video to where like, you can feel like I'm about to die when in reality, if you're, if you watch the raw footage, you're like, oh, he was not even close to dying. Like he was like, he was fine. Or he had some reason to believe that he was going to be fine. Um, and so I, 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 re- I realized after that first video that I did, a, I did a crappy job at it. The editing was okay. It was, you know, the concept we had, the video wasn't that great. 
but I realized the potential it had. And so I, I did it, you know, five, six times kind of learning. And I, I, you know, trained and did, and became a better Minecraft player as well, kind of in that process. And then I introduced, going back to what you said about like yeah. two, two awesome things. Yeah. There's the third one, which is a, 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 you know, just a worldwide understandable thing, an underdog. Like if you, mm. if you have an underdog. So all I did was I was like, what if I did the same thing, but it's two people trying to stop me. So then the concept just becomes, you know, same thing, Minecraft speedrunner versus two people instead of one person. And it introduced, oh. it's the exact same concept, but all of a sudden now you have someone to root for. Now you have a reason why you go, not only, you know, I'm trying to beat the game, someone's trying to stop me, but here's why it's hard there's two of them and there's one of me. Oh my God. That's so yeah, interesting. Those are really easy optics. Yeah. It's, it's such an easy thing. You can, you can, anyone can see that thumbnail, see two people and one person below and be like, which I used almost every single video, um, which Mr. Beast actually like called me one time. Mm -hmm. And he was like, why do you use this almost the same thumbnail on everyone? And how does it work? How does it keep yeah. getting the views? I was like, I think it's just because no one was doing what I was doing. And so when they saw that thumbnail or a very similar, I, I would change certain things just to make it so you, you would be like, oh, that's yeah. different. Um, that you knew that was dream. You know, this is, this is dream. Mm. This is a dream video. Wow. I want to, I want to watch this one. You know, that's the thing that's so important is like brands are consistent, mm -hmm. you know, at a glance, you can tell if it's dream. Right. And that's like from your, your face, your logo, like there's so the much lime green, you. The, color. Yeah, the lime green. I mean, I mean my Minecraft character, which yeah. you can like, you can customize it. Um, like almost full body lime green. And then like a little thing. Yeah. And one of the reasons for that was I was like, it stands, it like just stands out mm. so much. You mm -hmm. see me in, like when I was small, you'd see me in a thumbnail with other YouTubers and you just, you would just see the green blob that's there instead of the other people. Yeah. Cause they just look like other Minecraft guys. And, and it was, everyone true. was like, why do you have this skin? It doesn't even look like a Minecraft skin. Well, cause it looks ridiculous. And you look at it and go, wow. Yeah. So as your viewership really starts to take off, manhunt series is taking off. What is your operation look like from a business perspective? Like, is there a moment when lots of money starts coming in? Yeah, um, that's actually a really good question. Um, I think that obviously my first paycheck I ever got obviously was right before I, you know, yeah. my, my rent. But um, I, I don't remember a moment where it was like, I think it went from zero to 100 so quickly that I never had that moment where it was like, oh my God, I'm rich. Like that, yeah. there was never yeah. that. It was just kind of like, this is working. And then it was this constant fear of losing. It was this constant mm -hmm. fear of, yeah, I had made this this month, but like, this, this could be gone. So I need to grind my ass off to make sure that yeah, it's, it it's not this next month that it's gone. Um, and so I, I never, I never really had that moment, I guess. And my operations always kind of been, it still is, it's definitely grown a lot more now. Like I still have edited every video that's ever been posted on my channel myself. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And I, I plan on doing that on my main channel for the, at least for the foreseeable future. I've started branching out into, oh, we should get an editor for my second channel an editor yeah. for shorts and stuff like that. Um, because I definitely don't have the time anymore to do stuff like that. But like, I coded the plugins for the longest time on my channel, me and George, um, we coded stuff and until we hired a, a friend of ours, that's a developer that we coded with and, and coded yeah. stuff mm -hmm. with. And so we, the stuff we really needed was like thumbnails to be made. We made, we Photoshop, me and George would sit there and Photoshop them together. The editing I did. And then uh, the, the video concepts we came up with and then the code to make them mm -hmm. work, we coded. And so it was like, the operation was really just like us spending every single day, just grinding and doing it. I think that the fact that like we did that, it made it more unique to us and made it so we had an advantage over other YouTubers and that like, you know, we wanted to do something in Minecraft. We didn't have to, you know, go reach out to somebody and, and pay and do all this stuff. We were just like, let's just do it. Let's code it. Let's, let's make it happen. And so for a lot of my first videos, we did crazy things like a tornado into Minecraft or whatever that we just coded ourselves. And we're like, we can put this mm. in and no one else can do it because they can't code. Mm. They're a YouTuber. Yeah. The unique factor was yeah. you. So what was there though? Like I've heard you say, uh, that like, if someone asks you what you do and they aren't familiar with YouTube, you say, I'm in advertising. I used to say that <laughs> Which I think is such a, it's what Colin mm -hmm. and I said. And I still say sometimes if someone's completely unfamiliar, I'm like, I'm in the advertising business. Mm, yeah. So was that for you, like initially the money was all coming from AdSense or did you start doing brand deals? Like, 
Um, yeah, I mean, it was all AdSense for the yeah. longest time. Um, I, uh, I, I released like merch, I think in like 20, like mid 2020 okay. and it, it, it. it was good, but it was not like a massive yeah. like, revenue stream until later on. Um, and, uh, and then I, yeah, I had like a Patreon where I posted the plugins that I would code. Got it. Um, that was actually for a while. That was a pretty big, cause we, 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 I used to post like, I, like maybe once, twice a week or something. And with a new unique plugin, I would just put them all up on there for yeah. 20 bucks or whatever. You could have all of them if you wanted. And so that there was a lot of even other YouTubers that were like, what? And going and doing that, that, that yeah. was for like a decent amount of time. That was one of my biggest uh, well, revenue streams, actually. Do you remember like the first AdSense check you got where you were like, holy shit? Like, was there an amount that you were just like, oh, my God? <laughs> I think I think I, I it was a million dollars. It was over a million. Holy dollars. shit. In one month. Yes. Oh, my God, dude. I think that month, um, obviously, I was like, that is absurd to be able to play Minecraft and make Minecraft videos and, and get a check in the mail that is yeah, a million yeah. dollars and be like, mm -hmm. wow, that is just incredible. Now that was not a common occurrence, but sure. yeah. that's crazy, <laughs> but it did dude. happen. Yeah. And I what think, was your relationship to money growing up? Like as a, as a kid in your family, like what is your relationship to money? Like that, that million dollars can mean a lot of different things based on your relationship to, to money. Yeah. So I feel like I, um, uh, I guess my, my relationship to money is interesting. I, I, like I, my family's, I think very, very middle-class. Um, uh, I think we, we did go through some like financial struggles and stuff that there was a, that when the recession hit, we, we moved and, and stuff mm -hmm. related, like, obviously from that. And so, um, uh, there, there, we definitely went through like money problems, but I never would say, I'd still say we were middle-class and I, yeah. I, my experience was always, um, the fact that, uh, I, I felt, I felt, I never, my parents always did an amazing job of, I never even knew that there was financial struggles happening even during that Got time. It. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, yeah, I still, Christmases were still the same, whatever, yeah. and everything was fine. Um, my personal relationship with my parents always made me, I guess, work for everything that I would have. I always had to, yeah. I guess that's probably mostly normal, but yeah. it was yeah. very much like a, you know, you, you know, you, you, we're not giving you money for anything. If you want to, yeah. you want to go to the movies or whatever, maybe we'll give you five bucks, but if you want you know, candy or something or anything, or you want to drink or you want to go to, you want to go to, a, you know, uh, you want to buy a game or whatever, you have to work, work for it. And we, they gave me avenues to do that. Oh, you can do extra chores for yeah, money yeah, or yeah. whatever. Um, but I remember, uh, the first time I, I got a check where I was like, this is extra money. Like, this is not money that I, I don't have anything to spend this on right now. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, I took $50,000 and I divided it up to my entire family. I had my siblings. I had $10,000 to my mom, to my dad, to my sister, my other sister, my brother. Um, and I, I did it because I felt like at that point I was like, okay, I'm at the point where I'm successful enough where, um, I, I don't, I, I if I lose it all. <laughs> I'm going to feel like an idiot. I'm going to feel like I, I, yeah. I, I lost it all and I, I, I'm a failure, you know, whatever. But I felt like if I did that, if I gave that money to my family, that I could risk it all and never be worried that I'm going to feel like I'm a failure because I could feel like even if I lose it all, I didn't lose it all because there, yeah. there was a massive yeah. impact I had on my mom, my dad, my brother, yeah. whatever. And um, so that, that, that was one of the first that was one of the first times where I felt like, wow, I can really, truly do good with the money that I have. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I did that and I, I continued to do that for, uh, you know, a, you know a, a very long time with stuff like that. Like one of the, you know, one, after I got that million dollar check, the first thing I did was I paid off my grandparents uh, house and they, they were going to lose their house cause they hadn't been paying, paying for a while and they, and, uh, paid it off. And I was like, you know what, here we go. And my grandma cried and said, I, I told you you were going to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she used to, my I mean, that's used to joke amazing, and say man. like, uh, she used to joke and be like, you're going to have to, you're going to have to be rich and take care of me when you're older, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so. That's making wild. it at like a crazy level though, man. Like mm -hmm. that, that's wild. I'm sure your family was just like, or even today, I'm sure they're just like, oh my God, you, you did the thing. 
that you said you were going to do probably at a scale that is unimaginable. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I, my parents are always really supportive and my family in general yeah. is really supportive and proud of me. And I always get tear up with those messages from yeah. my dad, especially given that we didn't used to have the best relationship mm-hmm. even, but we, we luckily, I, I think it's also important to me that I, I, I improve my relationship with my dad a lot before YouTube. Like it was not at yeah. all. Yeah. Like, I was, I, I was on real, I was like best friends with my dad when I started YouTube. Cool. So, That's great. Um, yeah. But I That's wasn't great. for the longest period of time, but being able to be able to yeah. get a text from him saying, I'm so proud of you. You know, you, you are, you inspire me so much because you yeah. do what you put your mind to. And I'm like having that, getting a text like that from like a family member or something is, is really makes me think, okay, well, what, what's the impact I'm having on people that aren't yeah, my family. It's amazing. And so you, um, you know, we've seen you at, uh, VidCon before and the crowds are like, they're young and they're excited and they're loud and they're large. I'm curious for you, what's your relationship with being in person in front of your fans? Uh, with crowds that large? I, ha- I feel like I weirdly haven't had it be, I remember the first time I ever, uh, so there's a couple things. One, the first time I ever started interacting with people in real life, it, it definitely changed my perspective on the number 30 million or the number, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever, of course. where I was like, okay, yeah, um, that, that's, that's, that's crazy. Um, uh, and even just being able to be like, oh, I'm in like some random area in Alabama on a road trip or something. I'm walking into a 7-Eleven and, and, uh, and there's some, you know, older guy being like, wait, are, are you, are you dream? It's like, hmm. Yeah. I think the biggest crowd I've seen in our industry or like the most rabid crowd I've ever seen is the dream SMP crowd. Like at VidCon, um, when we saw like, it's the closest thing to like Beatlemania that I've seen mm-hmm. is the dream SMP. What is just to, for anyone who's completely unfamiliar, what is the dream SMP? Um, and what do you think has made it have this cultural significance that it does? Sure. Yeah. I think, uh, so the dream SMP, it's, it's actually, over now it's it's, yeah, it's almost yeah, it's a done. show it was right. a show almost um the best way to describe it is it was a live show that you could watch the perspective of any character you wanted to that's that's kind of the the best way to describe it but to break it down to what it actually is is it was a twitch stream from uh, different perspectives of people like me or my friends or whatever playing minecraft and role playing live um to story points like we would we come up with plots that we were going to do and then kind of role play them but we there'd be sometimes we, things would change when we when we you know improv um and, uh, and, and, so, and it was live on Twitch. So that's kind of what it was. But I, I like to relate it to like, it was like a, sh- it was like a TV show. You were watching it and you were watching all these different characters, but it was the first one you could ever pick your character and watch their story, mm-hmm. no matter what it was. I think that was the biggest thing that intrigued people about being like, wow, this is like a, this is a very, very interesting, yeah. uh, like concept. Um, and then I think that the fact that there was there, it, it was like so many people just, just having fun and playing Minecraft in a unique way. Um, for so long and, and really being like personable. I think, I think the biggest mm. reason that I've, I feel like at least I, I feel like I didn't find my audience. My audience found me. And I feel like the, the reason for that is because I've, I've just been genuine, I guess. Like I've been yeah. myself and I, I've, I, it's just me and my best friends who I've, I've been playing Minecraft with for 10 years that are playing Minecraft on YouTube. Wow. That's, you know, what a surprise. Um, and I think that people really connect to that and, and relate to that. And I think that people criticized me for a long time. I still get it. I get it yeah. a lot less now than I used to. For like parasocial relationships, or yeah. for mm. uh, you know being like you, you know you're you're almost, you're treating your fans like they're your friends or something, um, which is kind of what that is. And in my mind, it's like no, I'm I'm just I'm treating my fans like they're not numbers. Like they are people. They are people that are behind behind that screen, behind that number. There is a person that has a life that has you know that has goals and aspirations and has things that every word you say impacts them. And I I looked at it in my mind. I also had experience kind of with with being like a you know, Stan or being, being like a massive mm. fan, um, uh, for, you know, when I was a kid of like, 
like sports. Like I was like, I had sports jerseys and I was like the biggest fan of, you know, the Oklahoma Sooners and like their quarterback. I had like posters of him on my wall. And so I was like, uh, people, which quarterback just out of curiosity, Baker Mayfield, so Baker I, had, Mayfield. I had Baker Mayfield, <laughs> but of course I had, there were people before that. Have as you well. met like, him? What? Have you met him? I have not met Baker Mayfield. Super I would love to meet Baker Mayfield. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's super interesting. But I, I did go to, the, they, yeah. uh, one of the first things I did after my face show was I went to, they invited me to the Oklahoma Sooners. I met a bunch of the oh, team, cool, the current cool, team. Cool, cool, and, um, and I went on and, and did yeah. some stuff there and went to a game. But It's an interesting point on the parasocial relationship. And I actually, I, I wanted to ask you about that because you, you do get a lot of criticism around, I think in general, you know, when you're at your size and scale. Yeah. Um, but also because of how much you've evolved publicly. Like you grew up kind of, over the past couple of years, yeah, under somewhat of a not even a microscope, like under this massive light of people looking at you. One thing that, as fans of this space and as being impressed with your branding, Colin and I bought this, which is your USB stick. Wow. Okay. So we bought this after your face reveal. Yeah. Just super curious about it, and on the notion of like parasocial relationship, on this is like photos of you as a kid. It's like more in a more intimate look into clay, I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell me about, tell me about this. Cause I was very intrigued by this. I think this had mixed reviews of like, yeah, your fans a, being excited. Of, there's yeah. a lot of criticism behind saying like, yeah. that's so creepy. He's putting like pictures of them. Yeah. Like, so on that, there's, there's more than just pictures, but yeah. um, essentially like we were coming with the idea of doing a, a USB stick. And I was like, well, what if we put something on it? And I was like, what do we put on the USB stick to make it, you know, make it even more meaningful. Um, and what, what is something I would put on there that I wouldn't just want to like tweet out or put somewhere yeah. else that I would only want my biggest fans to you know share on their own or if they, if they get shared, then whatever. Um, and I thought of a bunch of stuff. I thought of like, I thought there's some expert, like, uh, there's some uh, parts of like my book that I, uh, one of the books I was yeah. talking about. Like, yeah, I saw that on there. Um, there's like, yeah, there's pictures of me as a kid. There's like little, there's emails from my like school teachers when I was a kid. And it, and I think, I think to me, it was just like, this is a cool thing. And I'm, in I'm, I'm very interested in like, I'd be interested in seeing your baby pictures and like whatever. And I, I, I I'll, I'll send you my, you know? I'll send you my <laughs> baby pictures, too, man. What people were probably uncomfortable with too, is like the format of it. The fact that it was physical because it's really just like a Patreon. Like yeah. you're giving like gated access to something yeah, sure. behind a paywall, right? Like I'm sure there I wasn't are, selling my baby. That was like, they were like, that's, yeah, yeah, selling his yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. like, that's, that's just like an fair, easy headline. I do think that's a little, that, that if I was selling my baby pictures, like, hey guys, <laughs> just buy my baby pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a little weird, but you guys technically I am. But in reality, it was just like, <laughs> hey, I want to, I want to, I want to put so, my kind of childhood and my, 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 me growing up on a USB stick. And so that obviously he, includes. Here's how I see it. Cause like the way I see it is you were talking about Spider-Man earlier in the interview. This is like. Do you want to know the origin story of Peter yeah, Parker? Yeah. Right? You, you want to know some lore about a character that you love? And so I think it's like, it's all new, right? All of this is new to have characters like you grow yeah. on the internet is to the size and scale. I mean, and we, we didn't like, and this is the thing as well, is like, yeah. we didn't increase the price because of that. I think it was the same price as it would have been without anything. On right, it. it was right. just like, I just wanted to make it slightly more than just, hey, a USB stick with a smile on it. Like I was like, yeah. hey, how mm -hmm. can I? And your core fans- probably cherished. This oh, they thing. loved it. Yeah. Loved yeah. It. This yeah. thing is like cherished by, and I understand what you're saying. Cause I grew up like massive fan of like emo bands, <laughs> you know, emo and pop punk yeah. bands. And like, I still have, you know, guitar picks that they would, some bands would throw out. Right. And I would hold it and they'd be like, Oh, I caught it. You know? So like that type of stuff for me, I think that's like meaningful for you as a kid, whatever you connect with, yeah. you know, if you're a fan of something like this type of stuff is meaningful. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting. So when we talk about like you showing up in physical spaces, like I can't help but think about you touring as a musician. Mm. So music is obviously now, a, a, it has been a part of your brand, but it feels like in this moment, you're putting the mask back on. You released a music video at the same mm. time for your new song. 
it feels like there's a little bit of momentum around music right now. And there's actually a history of faceless musicians. You brought mm -hmm. up Marshmallow, Daft Punk, mm -hmm. Gorillaz, right? Like there's a history of this. And now that I'm like listening to the music, I'm looking at you, I'm seeing the brand. I'm kind of like, this looks and feels like something I've seen before, right? Just with a lot more fandom around it <laughs> before you even go on tour. You know, do it different or better, right? Yeah. You know, one yeah. Or the other. I mean, yeah, I, I, I love music. And I, I, I uh, at this point now, I guess I've been uh, dabbling in music for three years. Yeah. Um, I, I, I went into music because of the storytelling aspect and, and never was, you know, I never was like, oh, I've an angelic voice or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was very much like I never even sang and I, I yeah. but I had a story I wanted to tell. And I, I thought it was interesting that uh, I didn't feel like I had a medium to tell it on. Like I, I wanted to tell a story. It was about, um, you know, one of my ex-girlfriends and regardless of what the story was, I was like, that feels weird to like talk about on a live stream. It feels weird to like put out on a tweet. It almost feels like you're like mm -hmm. targeting yeah. them or you're, or you're doing something along those lines. And so I, it just, I didn't, I didn't feel like I really had a way to express certain like feelings or emotions I had, whether it be about my family or about you know, loved ones or about life experiences that just feel awkward almost in, in other mediums. And so I didn't know that whenever I reached out to Parker, who I made my first song with, um, I reached out because I, I had I had a story I wanted to tell. And I was like, hey, I've never done music. It'd be, I think it'd be fun to try. Um, would you be able to take this story and help me make it into a song? And he was like, yeah. And then we did it. And that it really, once it was done and I put it out there, it made me realize how much of an outlet it was. And I was like, wow, it feels great to be able to tell that story. Have it not feel weird. How, have it feel, mm. you know, organic. And and also be able to tell it in a unique way, and it was it was fun. I mean, I was able to I was you know cra crafting this big story, and like I, I'm good at I can write a book, but then it's like condense it, condense it, and condense it, mm. and it very much related me to like video editing and stuff. Like I do the mm. same thing when I'm video editing. You take mm. a massive like you know, vod, and then you cut it down and cut it down. You yeah. have to find out what's the retention bits. You go it down, and that's like building a song. In my experience so far, has been the same, I guess, uh, in that it's it's a very similar space in of condensing a story and and still being able to tell it in a meaningful way. Um, and so I, I, I love, I love that. I did my first uh, three songs. Um, they each were very different from each other in terms of like the, the process behind them. One was much more like industry. One was much more on my own. And one was much more like just an intro with, uh, you know, with a feature and whatever, um, to be able to decide and be like, Hey, I actually, I feel like I enjoy this enough to take this seriously and almost take the same approach to what I did with YouTube, where I was like, Hey, if, if I'm going to treat this like a job, I have to actually treat it like a job and treat it seriously. Cause Music industry is a very serious industry yeah. and making music is not, you know, you, you can't just go in and be like, oh, hey, I have, a, you know, 10 million followers and therefore I, I'm, I'm going to you know make music and people will listen to it. Um, and so I, I wanted to I primarily wanted to tell those stories. And, and then now, obviously, uh, putting out more, I, I do I do plan on stepping more into it. Um, I, I just actually uh, it's just now pretty much public. This is the first time I guess I'm, I'm saying it specifically. Um, but I signed a record deal with uh, Republic Records Damn. Um, last mm. year, actually. It's been oh, wow. a long time now. Um, and Pre-face reveal or? No, it was it was after the face right reveal. Right after but it was in, reveal. It was in the talks during, during that whole yeah. era. And during the face reveal, we were in, we were in discussions for a long time. Um, but then, uh, and, and, and really I was like, I went to them and was kind of like, Hey, I, I want to take music seriously. I want to, I want to do things with resources behind me. And, um, but I actually do want to do it right. So I want to learn, I want, I want to learn how to make music and how to do it right. And how to, um, you know, tell my stories. And so I spent a long time, you know, it's been, it's been two years between, um, my last song and the song I just put yeah. out. Um, and, uh, during those two years in the same way that during those you know six months, I was studying YouTube. I was, I was looking into you know, music and, and how it works and how the, how the, how the industry works and, and figuring out how can I, how can I actually put the stories out there? I want to put out there in a way that people will relate to people will enjoy. 
and make them good and make good, legit music that you can listen to and be like, hey, this is, I, I yeah. really enjoy this. And I'm not saying my old stuff was not you know, good or legit, but I think it's a, it's a lot less good and legit than mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that I'm, I'm working on now. Um, and so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm stepping in more into the music world and the mask actually has nothing to do with that, but I do think that it's, it's cool that it has, it's, you know, faceless is more normal. Yeah. It's more normal mm-hmm. in music. Yeah. yeah. It's super interesting. So you're for real, like with music. Cause like, I, I feel like a lot of creators we see, you grow a massive audience. M- music's a pretty viable option. Cause if you have the song that hits, it's like, or like tour, like those are really good businesses. And even like diss tracks could get millions but seriously yeah, like yeah, if you yeah, boil yeah, it down yeah, to like yeah, diss tracks which are some of the like musically some of the worst music yeah right but they're like culturally relevant to a group of people can find millions of streams right and mm-hmm, so i think people mm-hmm. have that thought uh, yeah. same thing of like well you can just do it because you're popular yeah i mean i never i never really had that thought i guess um like again my, my first I, I was literally scrolling tiktok and i saw him i saw like a tiktok where he someone commented on his tiktok and he said like i'm turning like, comment down below i'm turning your comments into songs and then he made like a banger song. And I was like, what? This guy is like awesome. How did he do that? And I was like, can you do that with me? That'd be sick. Um, and then obviously enjoy the process. But I, I didn't ever put out any music videos. I didn't uh, up, up until this point now. Um, you know, my first songs, I did almost no promotion for them. I never promoted them. Probably most people on my main channel didn't even know I made them other than maybe through memes or for people talking about them um, organically, like not through me. Um, I didn't like try and throw in people's faces and be like, guys, I'm you know, making music, you know, whatever. Um, I really just was like, Hey, this is kind of, if you, if you want to check this out, you can, yeah. um, I maybe, I, I don't even know if I, I probably mentioned it in a live stream or something, um, and just, you know, put it out there and w- with the stories I wanted to tell until I found out that I was like, Hey, I, I actually feel like I can't take this seriously. And then now, yeah, no, I, I want to step in. I want to, I want to learn. Obviously I still have a long way to go. I still, I still, there's still, yeah. you know, upwards trajectory, just like with you know YouTube, um, in terms of like learning and, and yeah. being better at it. Um, so you just I'm, have to do it in public, which is, yeah, you know, yeah, which yeah. is an interesting thing to but have I, that's to do. Why, that's yeah. why I did take a lot of time as well to, yeah. to do some of it in private and to make yeah. sure, hey, hey, you know, I, if I'm, I, I don't want to start be like, hey, I, you know, even, even just right when I signed the record deal as well, just be like instantly like, hey, no, I, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to put what I mean, you're going to see, you're going to see all the crap before we get to the gold or whatever. Um, so I wanted to make sure I at least had, had some really, really good quality, yeah. high quality stories to tell because that, that is my most important thing. And then also work with some awesome professional producers and stuff yeah. that can, that can make the sound really awesome. Um, and then also take singing lessons and stuff to make sure that, um, you know, I, and, and learn how to sing and, and, uh, better, you know, use my yeah. vocal skills, which actually funnily enough is as a faceless creator, one of the reasons I blew up in the first place, not because of my singing, but my voice, like I always mm. got, mm. I always have people say, you have an interesting voice. I like how your voice sounds, mm. you know, in yeah. you know, videos and stuff. And so, um, it's, it's not, obviously that's not necessarily for singing. It doesn't mean I'm sure. a good singer, but, um, what but are your musical inspirations? Like where, cause like I have a sense of where I think they are, but I'm curious where they're actually from. I, I think I, I find it's, I've gotten asked that before. And my answer is always like, well, I relate so much more to like the story behind the music than the music itself, which is, I think why I have the, the avenue where I'm like, I want to tell this story. Um, so like Alec Benjamin, who I did my, yeah. my mm-hmm. third song with. He is such a forward storyteller. Like you listen to a song, you cannot miss the story. If if you he listen to one of his one of his mu- like songs in his music, you cannot miss the story there. And the only the only reason uh, we ended up clapping in the first place is because I was like singing a song of his on a Discord podcast of mine or something um one day, and um and he saw it and reached out and was like, hey man. And then we talked and I talked about music and how you know what I was doing with it mm-hmm. and we made a song. But so I I get inspired by a lot of a lot of um uh songs that have uh, really powerful like storytelling. A, f- a funny example is like Eminem. Like I, I actually, I'm, I, I, I feel like I don't, 
I, there's a lot of his music that I don't like, and I don't like a lot of um, mm. his things, but there was like multiple songs I've heard of his when I was like, like a kid on the bus yeah. or whatever, where mm. I was like, wow, that's like, he did a song called Headlights um, that was yeah. like about yeah. his mom. Yeah. I remember I cried when I was yeah. in a fight with my mom, put that song on and was like crying. And like, yeah. it's, it's more of so like, I don't think, you know, he's an amazing singer or he's, you know, whatever, but the story that he put into it and the heart, the heart, you can at least tell there's heart mm. behind the stuff. And so I feel like with my music in terms of inspiration, I really just want to be able to encapsulate the stories because I have so many stories to tell and so many things that I, yeah. I, I want so much to put out into the world. And I've done it through Minecraft content. I've done it through, you know, streams and stuff, but it's touching a whole different group of people. There's people that don't, you know, that don't watch Minecraft or that don't you know watch yeah. Twitch streams and having a whole different group of people to kind of spread that same message to in a different memorable way where you can listen to a song and be like, wow, you know, I can tell there's heart behind this. I can relate to this story. Yeah. And so even though like, as an example, talking about how oh, I look at my old stuff and go, oh, that's kind of cringe yeah. or whatever. Like I love mask because of the fact that I, it was my heart and soul into it. I don't love mask musically. I don't love mask as, you know, for my, my singing ability um, or even like lyrically. I think I could have told the story better this and that way, but I love the fact that it was just me. Like I, yeah. I wrote almost all the lyrics and I sat there and was like, what story do I want to tell? And I, I told it. And so being able well, to keep that aspect while still learning and growing to me is, is really important. What's the story of your most recent song? Like what story are you telling with it? So uh, my most recent song is called Until I End Up Dead. Um, and uh, the the co whole concept of the song, uh, the, the actual phrase Until I End Up Dead was actually just from a conversation um, uh, when I got into the room on the day that I was writing uh, Until I End Up Dead. And uh, I was talking about uh, a good friend of mine, um, a content creator, Technoblade, who uh, mm -hmm. was also a Minecraft YouTuber. He did a lot of this, the same stuff as me. Um, we, uh, we interacted obviously a lot. He was on the dream SMP. Um, and, uh, he was the same age as me and he had yeah. family and everything. And, and, uh, he suddenly passed away from cancer. Obviously his dad posted a video on his YouTube channel that, um, I'm sure a lot of people have mm -hmm. seen and was very heartbreaking. And, um, uh, I had talked to his dad before then and, and, uh, knew the video was coming and, and, uh, was actually, uh, the person to break the news to a lot of people. I broke the news yeah. to Dream SP about it happening um, because he reached out to me. His dad reached out to me through his, through Technoblade's account um, and said, Hey, here's my phone number. And, and we connected through that. And, um, uh, and then also about uh, in a similar situation when I was a kid, um, I guess the situation is similar, but the, the sentiment I got from it was similar. Um, uh, essentially a, a, a good friend of mine, uh, his mom randomly passed and mm. he was the same age as me and everything. And I, I remember, being at her funeral and crying kind of selfishly because I was picturing my mom yeah. more so yeah. than because his mom was gone. Um, and I, going back to Technoblade, um, I was like, it, it made me realize like life is so short and he was just like me. He was the exact same age yeah. as me and had, his life was so similar to mine. And I was like, that could have been me. That, that, mm. that easily could have been me. I don't think most people even probably realize this piecing it together, but like, he got his diagnosis according to what I put together from like techno dad and his dad um, knew he was dying in like six months and then posted funny YouTube videos mm. about the fact that he was dying, making you know, get giving you know, us hope and stuff as well. And I just never, even, even knowing he had cancer, I was just like, Oh well, yeah, he's fine. He's going to be, yeah. I, I remember, yeah. I remember vividly him posting a video and being like, Oh, he's, he's gonna be fine. He's the same age as me. Same as well. He's strong. He's going to, you know, he's going to push through. Yeah. He's going to do mm. chemo and be fine. And then just being, you know, completely blindsided by the fact that, holy shit, he, he was 
dying. And, um, and, and he knew it and he still was positive and, and encouraging people to be happy and trying to spread joy. I feel like that really, uh, I guess inspired me and, and, and made me, you know, realize that I, I need to be appreciative of, you know, the people and the things I care most about around me, my family and my friends and everything, you know, and, until I end up dead. And, um, so telling that story through this song, it, it was very much yeah. a story of, you know, I, I, some of the lyrics being like, I saw me when I looked at you and I, and, uh, I look in the mirror to make sure I'm still here. Yeah. Um, because, uh, I, I really did. And it, it was like this, like kind of almost like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, this vulnerable moment of like realizing that you aren't invincible and that yeah, you're you, mortal. You, you are, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, yeah, you're not, yeah, you mortality. This yeah. moment of, Oh my God. Um, and then, uh, obviously, uh, the, the way I kind of handle handling those emotions and realizing that he would want you to be positive and he would want you to live your life and, yeah. and to the fullest and not, and not, you know, harp around the fact of the, of the, the things that you wish you had said or the things that you wish you had done or, um, and so being able to kind of take those like very conversational things that I yeah. just said, even in this conversation. And a lot of those are lyrics and those are things that I, I kind of put yeah. in the song and, and, and the meaning behind it and making it a very like happy, upbeat song that is sad. Because yeah. it's about that's beautiful, man. Very yeah. meaningful. That's really beautiful, and I, I love that you did a fundraiser connected to the music video. Um, yeah, yeah. that's to the Sarcoma Foundation, yeah. which is a, a foundation that um, help, help, uh, helps fight against bone cancer, which is the cancer that he yeah he had. Hmm. You never know how long you have yeah. left. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful, man. I, I love that. Um, it's a great story. I'm uh, I'm I'm curious uh, as you grow with music. Um, you know, that music video also has you without the mask on in there. Like, is the thought as you continue to grow, like, are you very comfortable with continuing to grow fame? And are you, are you comfortable continuing to grow that as clay or as dream? Um, you know, what does that feel like for you? Cause you, you did take down some of your IRL content. Um, and I think the world probably is wondering like, I would assume the biggest question that the world is wondering is like, do you regret the face reveal now that you're putting the mask back on? Um, and as you grow, like music has the opportunity to blow you up even further. Um, yeah, I, I definitely don't regret the face reveal. I okay. think to me, it's like I, in order to live my life, I feel like I, I had to do the face reveal. And yeah. I, I was in this constant state of like paranoia and like it, my life is way better now that I'm able to, um, uh, like actually live my life and do what I want. And, um, and so I, I don't regret the face reveal whatsoever. Um, but, uh, but obviously I, I think that if given the fact that like, let's say I had this mask and we could go back, like I would maybe do things slightly differently, but it's also hard to say that cause it could create a chain events where things go differently after mm-hmm. that, with, like almost everything. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. And I think with, with music, it's like, I, I want to tell these stories and in my mind, it's like, yeah, okay. If, if it, if it involves me, you know, being more famous in order to, impact as many people as I possibly can while I'm here on earth and, and yeah. living my life, then please, please. I, I want everyone that possibly can to hear my stories and to um, be impacted by them, whether whatever emotion they feel, I want them to feel something. And I feel like that's, um, that if that comes at the price of more people, yeah. let's say being slightly more annoying, going into Walmart or something, then it's like, okay. Or, you can imagine that's really annoying, right? Like I'm not, not like annoying, but like you have to think about it. It's not like you can go to a coffee it's, shop, right? It's annoying. It's annoying in the way that like, I'll get up and be like, I want to go to 7-Eleven to get like a drink. And then I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, I have to get like actually dressed. I can't just go out and like, and do you have to have security like, with you too? No, no, no. I, I, I almost never do. I mean, I, I obviously okay. I have security if I'm going to like a big a, event yeah, or, something or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, I, I get recognized a lot when I walk around, like just, just yeah. in general in public. 
Um, but I've never had anything like bad or weird or anything with people in public. Never been, people, people are always respectful and stuff as so far. What about being swatted? Have you ever been swatted? Yeah. So I have been swatted before. Interesting. Um, hmm. And I, I have, and like, uh, members of my family have been swatted. And oh, most wow. of my friends have that been swatted. And, oh, um, yeah, it's definitely not a that's fun experience. A, that's such whatsoever. a terrible part of internet fame. It's one that most people just don't even, I feel like a lot of people probably even watching this don't even understand like what that is. Or yeah, like, yeah sure. let's explain that and be like, like what yeah. is swatted? Yeah. Like swatted is when being swatted is when somebody, it's called swatted because the SWAT team. So yeah. someone will call into the police like a fake police threat on, at a certain address or a certain place where you are and be like, uh, at this address, I'm holding a hostage right now and I'm going to shoot them in 10 minutes or <sighs> mm -hmm. whatever it is. I have a bomb. And so that's they, so while dangerous. the streamer is live. It, yeah, it, often, it doesn't yeah. even necessarily have to while the streamer yeah. is live. Like I've been swatted when I'm not live and, yeah. and, and just- Dude, and, that's so dangerous. I mean, people have people have died, right? Yeah, from, people, from people have died. Yeah. Pets have been killed. I mean, obviously that's it's not comparable, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. horrible. It's horrible, man. That's it's, a, it's something yeah. that shouldn't be the case. It shouldn't like, be the case. Like as an example, yeah. I, I, you know, I said it in my Facebook video, but I got like a text from, I got a call and it was from, uh, an, an unknown number. And then I got a text and it said like, Hey, this is the FBI. We need to talk to you. Hmm. And I was like, eh, FBI, uh, very funny. Yeah. Then I was like, this is a new number. I only got this a couple months ago. Like, yeah. I don't know who has this. How, how is somebody like calling me? So I called my local police department. I was like, Hey, uh, I got a text from the FBI and they're like, no, it's not the FBI. And I was like, well, can you make sure? Cause I, <laughs> I have a reason why it could be the FBI. And they're like, no, nah, no, you're good. It's not the FBI. Um, and I was like, well, can I like talk to someone like higher that way? Just, just to, like make a hundred percent sure. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll check with like the sergeant or whatever. And they're like, they're like, uh, one second. Oh, actually the sergeant's on route somewhere right now. Wait, the sergeant's on route to your house. Wait, oh maybe gosh. it is the FBI. And oh then I was God. like, oh, okay. All right. Thank you very much. Hung up. And I called yeah. them and they're like, yeah, this is the FBI. You have like a threat on your life right now. Oh we don't, gosh. we don't think that we're going to have to take you into like uh, protection yet, but be on standby. Like in case we do, if you want us to, we can, we don't think, we think it's, we think it's just internet trolls and stuff. Um, but it could be cause it, people, people you know, put it out with intent and yeah. it was someone on their, like one of their watch lists or something. And they were like, they oh put it out. God, and so my reaction to that was, was very different than my mom's reaction to that. Yeah. Of course. My reaction was, ah, of, of course this, this is stupid. I was like, nah, you know, I don't, you know, I, it's fine. I want to go, in, I don't want to go into protection right now. This is yeah, it's probably, it probably is just someone, you know, being an a-hole or, you know, yeah. whatever. My mom's reaction was like, oh my God, this, that's like, that's so scary. This is, this is horrible. This is, you know, this is, this is crazy. Do you want to come to our, you know, whatever. Um, and so I think that those are kind of two different reactions where mine is a very, like, it's more like. It's a, it's a strange outcome of like getting better at the craft of being a storyteller and a creative person on the internet comes with this other thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like the outcome of that is fame, uh, you know, potential danger like that. It's just interesting that that it's, is- It's such a, this is such a terrible way to look at things. And it's, I mentioned yeah. this in my facial video. Um, one of the things I mentioned, I, I feel like I've, and probably most YouTubers and most people in my position, um, anyone with, with like fame yeah. has kind of come to just accept the fact that that's a part of it mm. where it's like, it's almost like it, it doesn't bother me as much as it, you would think it would because of the fact that you're like, yeah, well, you guys swatted again or whatever. Like, whereas with someone else, it'd be like the end of their life if this thing happened because mm, it's yeah. this crazy thing that it is. That's it crazy is, though. It comes with the territory when mm. it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Yeah, that shouldn't territory. come it's with horrible. the territory, man. That's, crazy, though, that's right? wild. That can be a byproduct of just wanting to do good work that you think is valuable and interesting yeah. to people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. So did that have, is any of that why you deleted some of the other IRL content? Like the face reveal video is not there. Oh, no. Antarctica vlog? 
Oh no, not at all. No, and, not at and, all. Okay. Uh, I think that to me, it was like, again, I was, when I was going back to the mask, it's like, I, I wanted a, a reason really to bring back this, uh, this, this thing that I thought was so, uh, important to me as yeah. a dream. And uh, I think that again, it, it created a massive splash and that it was everywhere. It was, you know, there's probably over a billion views on yeah. like Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and about people being like dream deleted, whatever. And I, I remember sitting there and I was like, do I want to? Um, and I privated everything. So everything's, mm. everything's not deleted except okay. for on the platforms where you can't and you have to delete. Yeah. I'm like, uh, do I delete this? Like the face reveal tweet wow. and it had like a million yeah, yeah. likes or something. Wow. And I was like, kind of got it if you're doing yeah, it. I was like, you I am going all, all the way. Wow. And I deleted Interesting, it. So, man. Um, they're, they're still yeah. there for memory's sake and stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, who knows way down the line or something. But for now it's like, I, I really wanted to, I just really wanted to solidify. Like, no, I'm, I'm being serious. I want, I want this to be, I'm fine with being, you know, clay and dream. But I want to know that when I'm dream, I'm dream. I, anyone can be dream. Anyone can you know, mm. be whatever. But Clay, you know, kind of man behind the mask, you know, whatever. Um, that's fine. But I want the separation of like when Spider-Man, Spider-Man, he's Spider-Man. He's not he's not Peter Parker, you know, in that way. Mm. Not really back to superheroes again, but it's the same thing. I, I wanted to bring that back. And so I think it will be I, I'm, I'm going to be fine with, you know, making appearances and, and, yeah. and you know, not not wearing a mask everywhere um, eventually. Um, but uh, but for now, I was like, I really want to I want really want to solidify this and make sure that it's known. It's like, no, this is doesn't matter. This is, this is, mm, I yeah. can, I can, you know, sure. You said 30, 40 million views or whatever. doesn't matter. Anyone can be behind it. I can delete that. And it's still my, who I am doesn't change. doesn't change the fact that I am, I am who I am and mm. uh, I've done what I've done. And so I think, I think that's, it's just a way to solidify it. Interesting. Mm. Is, uh, is like personal life complicated with this amount of fame and this amount of notoriety? Yes. Okay. 100%. Like, like dating friendships, all that. <sighs> Yes. Don't okay. get me started. It, it, it is, it is so impossible. Yeah. I, I don't know. We, I got asked a question on a panel at VidCon yesterday and it was, uh, along those lines, it was like, uh, you know, how do you separate your personal and your work life? And I was like, I have, please someone up here. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. of you other yeah. creators, do you have an answer for that? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so hard because, uh, when you're in the limelight, then anyone around you is in the limelight when you, yeah. when you're, yeah. you're including your friends and people, you know, you, you can get, you can criticize someone for, uh, you know, for something that their friend did and be like, Oh, whatever. And so I think that, um, it, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I, I always like, that's one of the questions I, I like to ask creators about and talk about and you know, get into it. Like, oh, yeah. how, do you, you know, how do you guys, uh, you manage like, um, I remember talking to like, uh, Anthony Padilla yeah. about it. Um, and he gave some good advice on it as well. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a big struggle no matter, it, no matter what for, for YouTubers, but also for, um, just anybody, anybody who has any kind of like fame. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm sure that's super complex. I think for you specifically, mm -hmm. people, like, because, a, a sense of mystery is almost a part of your brand, mm -hmm. right? People want to know more about you. Yeah. But I, th I think it happens no matter what. Like, I, yeah, like that's you, true. You, there was people being like, well, if you, if you want to stop the, you know, like doxing and harassment, yeah. then just reveal your face. And it's like, well, obviously that doesn't stop. That yeah. That's not going to stop it. Yeah, 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 it might amplify it, it yeah, because you're, totally you're, you're more interested <laughs> yeah. or something, no. but it doesn't stop. It happens. Yeah. It happens to everyone. It's just, it just makes it more of like a, there's, yeah. there's like slightly more of a reason. Cause they're like, Ooh, I can, I want to find out what he looks like or whatever. So. So at this point now, when you look out the next two to three years, do you know what success looks like for you, both like personally and as dream? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've always had the view that like success is defined by your brain, obviously. So it's like, there's no, there's no like, oh, you made money, therefore you're successful. Or, you know, you, you did have this job, therefore you're successful. But I, I think success to me is always just being happy with what I'm putting out while also contributing like an upward positive thing to the world in terms of like, uh, you know, like, uh, social media and, and like actually, actually talking about like numbers and things like that. 
I feel like it's such a changing space that, you know, one one number is meaningful one day and meaningless the next day. One video is amazing one day and kind of eh, yeah. it's like a crappy video yeah. the next day. And so it's really hard to look even, you know, six months in the future and say like, oh, well, this is I think this is success if I'm doing this or I have this many subscribers or yeah. you know whatever. And so to me, I feel like it kind of has to be maybe that's why I have a healthy relationship with numbers. I feel like I, I have to separate it and go, no, no, no matter what the numbers are. Like you can use that as a guide to try and you want it. You obviously you want to increase numbers, so on and so forth, but you can just use that as a guide for doing what you love and, and doing what you can to like improve the world, I guess. And so, yeah. Hmm. Talk us through this new mask. Oh this yeah. seems really cool. Oh, okay. oh, oh that is, that's all right. Dream. There's a little bit of a blind <laughs> spot. Right. So yeah, yeah, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. that, that first. That is a class. So right that, in the middle there. That, I'm surprised that didn't happen earlier, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, do we want to break funny. through a towel? Yeah. It's not, <laughs> that's actually not I that mean, big of a deal. All right, so thanks, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Well, now uh, this goes down in Colin and Samir show history. Yeah, it's, there's never been a spill. This is the first <laughs> no, spill. No, no, first At least spill I have an excuse show. for it. Like, yeah, 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 you have an I excuse. I feel a little worse. Yeah. Than <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, talk We're us good. through talk us through this mask. Yeah, so this mask was made by obviously a professional mask company that, like we said earlier, made yeah, the yeah. mask for a bunch of different places. It's actually it's it's pretty sick. I mean, you, I can see through it pretty well, except for in a couple places. Um, I actually can't see through the mouth okay, or okay. the eyes. So this cup was kind of like right there on the bottom. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. forward and I can see the cup. Um, can I try it on? Yeah, of course. Right, cool. It's actually a laser uh, uh, like fit to my head and my skull. Oh yeah, you, you have a big head. Right? I have a big yeah. head. <laughs> I, I have a wow. very big I got a really head, small head. So. Wow. It was two dreams. There's another one, right? There's oh yeah. Another mask. It, there honestly, is another mask. You want to put it on? You want to put yeah, it on? I'm interested. Yeah, of course. Where is it? It's it's right behind us. Over there in that back. Um, this is much more comfortable and easier to see than I anticipated. And I would ima and imagine it, it's even more comfortable for me because it is fitted to my skull. Yeah. And so like the pads go right up against my face and yeah. it's right, everything fits really perfectly. There's something to it too, that you almost feel like a sense of safety in it. I don't know if you feel that way, but right now I feel like. No, I, 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 I agree. I think yeah. it's, it's, it is really cool. Like I, one thing that I've noticed is like, it's, this is, this is kind of funny, but also kind of bad. Like hey, there are three dreams, yeah. three dreams in the podcast. Yeah. Um, is uh, this is like, I'm doing a podcast with myself now. Yeah. Um, I, you can like look anywhere. So if you like, you're looking, Dude, it looks like you're looking at me. Yeah. You can like, look, I'm looking at the monitor right now, like way over there. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, looking. Yeah, I'm looking cool. at the monitor too. So it, I've noticed that in public sometimes, like if I see somebody and I'm like, usually if I glance, I'm like, what is that guy wearing? I might like look like, Oh God, I don't want to stare. Yeah, I yeah. can just like stare and be like, what is that guy wearing? Whatever. Wow. It feels like you can see more of the world. Like you see the world and the world doesn't necessarily is, isn't able to like see which you is so in a cool way. that even works yeah. I, I don't even understand it that's why i was saying with the whole science thing i don't how does that work how, how do i how can i see and you i definitely can't. can't tell how close i am to the mic right now yeah, um, yeah there's a, there's, yeah, there's some blind spots i yeah, see it yeah, yeah for yeah, sure yeah, there's yeah, definitely yeah, like yeah. kind of middle, middle here it can get and also it depends on like the lighting some lighting is yeah. better and worse and um, and uh, it also depends on like, like if I'm sweating a lot or something, like it'll like clog up the pores mm. in it. And so it makes it even like harder to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm having like a lot of stuff like, this it's, is still, cool. it's still not even done. Like I'm having a lot of like attachments made for it. Obviously like I already had like, a, I, didn't, I didn't brand it, but I have a straw attachment. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> <attaches drink>. on. <laughs> That's funny. I can drink. I yeah. want like an umbrella one, a mic one and, yeah. and a bunch of other stuff. And also like, even with the hood, it's like, these are magnets. And so, uh, there's, it's magnetized to it. So I can like shake my head and not have yeah, the hood, yeah, yeah. like come off. Um, which is, wow. I think, pretty cool. This is awesome. Maybe man. one day it'll be like when they release a new oh. iPhone. And it's like- <laughs> the new Dream Mask. Drop a new yeah, Dream Mask. Like yeah, that's exactly. funny. So do you envision yourself, by the way, like going on tour? Like, can, I'm putting this back on. This is more comfortable. Uh, like, can we see you on tour in the next year or two? I think that you should wait and see. And oh, find out. Dream. Wow. How dare you? 
How dare you leave us on a cliffhanger like that? <laughs> um, well, if you do go on tour and and you stop here, we'd love to come. Um, you're welcome. Honestly, yeah. Genuine fans of your music. Um, yeah, we were yeah. we were playing it loud today. Yeah this this conversation for me. I can't wait for you to hear my new stuff, dude. I can't wait. Um, this conversation for me has been like so revealing um, of like who you are, like who you actually mm -hmm. are. I've had so many questions, and again, I think you've been like you know, a, a mysterious part of, of YouTube for me. Um, but this has been an awesome conversation, man. Yeah, like I really appreciate you. you. It's I been awesome for me as well. I feel like there's a, it's, it's nice to have a chance to just kind of sit here and under almost no constraints, just be like, Hey, let's, let's just talk. Yeah. I, I appreciate you being so vulnerable too. And like just being open and answering all of our questions. Like it's awesome, man. Well, thanks for allowing me to yeah. make me feel comfortable too. Yeah. Thanks dude.